nothing but the best your favorite <laughs> friendly neighborhood casa negroes i am josh roger i am brian here we are here for another episode of your favorite podcast the jigsaw podcast where we talk about how we figure out this thing called life we talk about the perils the praises the productivity and the circumstance of just trying to get it right brian yeah how are you brother man it's always a great day to be black oh yes uh, it is we're in the land yes, of the living oh yes we are <laughs> We're still here by the grace of God. And it's only by his grace. I don't think y'all really know that. We say it every week because it's so true. Mm-hmm. It's only by his grace that we're still here. Because otherwise, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be here. You know, if it had not been for the Lord. Wasn't that Helen Baylor, too, who was on my side? If it Where had be? not <laughs> been for the Lord. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. said that. On my, did she sing that? She did she sing that after the testimony? I don't know what she did after the testimony. (laughs) All I know is that she hit that wall. (laughs) (laughs) Her bodily functions was doing everything that they wanted to do. (laughs) But she had a praying grandmother. I don't know that grandma prayed for that though. I don't know that that grandma anticipated you pissing on yourself (laughs) at an adult age. That's a little extreme. And pissing and boo booing all over yourself. And <laughs> you said about the all the they wanted to do. <laughs> that is a level of, like, Brian, that's a level of, uh, of fun <laughs> I never want to experience. <laughs> and that drug dealer today is my husband. That, my God. And she married the dope man. Dope man, dope, dope man. man. Gang banging. Did you watch Smokey? Uh, <laughs> I did. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. It was terrible. It was terrible. Yes, at least Charlie. Like the only my only people Charlie Wilson was he tried to church us. Like we want to hear mm-hmm. the songs. Like mm-hmm, and I, mm-hmm. I love church, but you only have 15 minutes. Give us outstanding. Give us all the things we want. Like we don't need this. Smokey sing gangbanging. He didn't sing on gangbanging. That probably would have saved it. If he would have sang gangbanging, that would have saved it. It was he probably bad. gave us. He probably gave a lot of the gasms album. Does, does, he, does, he did. That's the problem. Like, nigga, we don't want to hear gasms. We want to hear the songs that you make we popular hear or the songs you wrote. We want to hear all that stuff. Yes, we want to hear all your stuff, your old stuff. Nothing. We don't like, want to hear about you giving your our great grandmama's orgasms. We don't. We, we don't. didn't want that album in the first place. We, we no one wanted it. Like, I feel like <laughs> if you if you would have gave us like a baby face because. Babyface gave us Whip Appeal and the song that were his, but he also gave us a song that he wrote. Yes. And Smokey has written some so many bangers. Yeah. So like, give us give us that. Like he could have gave us a good 15, 20, 30 minutes of, of Tiny Desk, but he wanted to sing Song of Gasm. I'm like, bro, we didn't come here for that. And that's and you I'm glad you brought that up because Smokey walked so that Babyface could crawl. I mean, I mean Smokey crawled so Babyface could walk. Yeah, like right? he is 
Babyface before Babyface. Yeah, he carved that lane to where, like, I'm an artist, but I'm a writer. I'm a prolific writer. I'm busting out hits. Like, yeah. Motown, like, success sits in Smokey's pen. <laughs> oh, a yeah. A lot of it, you know? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> um, Yeah, so Motown wouldn't be Motown without Smokey. Of course, you oh, know, yeah. him and Barry worked together with a lot of the earlier songs, but it wouldn't be, you know, my girl. Nigga, like, what? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like... Like just we can go through the, all the songs that Smokey pinned and be like, nigga. My fave, D'Angelo himself. Yeah. <laughs> went in that booth and took cruising and said, This is my song now, nigga. <laughs> because he snatched it. It Debo. because it just I I I appreciate our legends. But mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the but, same way Whitney Houston took over Dolly Parton's song. The same oh, way yeah. Luther Vandross snatched all of Dion Warwick's catalog. All, all of them things. <laughs> it's, it's the way that D'Angelo says, Smokey, no disrespect. But this is mine now. This is mine, this is mine now. This is mine. I, I do have a question, though. Yes. Do you like Layla Hathaway's Angel over um, Auntie Anita's? No, I do not. You don't? Okay. That's a quick note. And I, okay. I, I appreciate Layla Hathaway. Mm-hmm. Layla Hathaway, um, I don't know if it's a talent. Or she gave a blood sacrifice, but the fact that she can harmonize with herself, I love <laughs> Layla Hathaway. I do. Um, but no, you give me Auntie Nita anytime. I, every, I like I actually time. preferred Layla's. That's I don't fine. know why. I do do. That's I do. fine. <laughs> One day we're gonna talk about that that sound. Uh-huh. That Layla, Anita, Sade, mm. Jackie Clark. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. I knew right? you were gonna say Jackie Clark. And you can say whatever you want about the quality of her voice, they 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 are in that bucket together, <laughs> okay. Mm. And we got we we got to appreciate that sound. That's a it's sound. A good, it's a good. Sound. It's a quality sound. It's I, a specific I would agree with sound. Mm-hmm. I would agree. He's with a that. wonderful counselor. <laughs> <laughs> and Jackie has a version of Angels. Okay, All she right. does. <laughs> is it is it God better than? Might as well play Daddy People. I believe I can fly. <laughs> that. So let me tell y'all the story behind how I discovered that. And we'll move right on. So I'm, I'll never get it. It's like senior year of college or like post senior year. Either way, I remember I was still living with, with my two college friends' roommates. And I was sitting in my room on a Saturday mm-hmm. going through the channels. Yeah. And you know, BET had, I don't know if they still have a BET gospel channel. Oh, I remember that BET. You remember BET had BET, her BET gospel. They, yeah, they, they, they were trying to be like, you know, they had all the BTs. Mm-hmm. So I'm going through, brother, and I see like Daddy Peoples at a church. So I said, hmm, <laughs> let me just pause real quick. Like, not <laughs> thinking, I'm thinking I'm going to get like on time God as well. <clears throat> Reverend, that woman busted out, I believe I can fly. I said, well, no, I got to hear this. <laughs> she gets to that vamp. <laughs> And she started going, fly, fly, fly. It was the most entertaining thing I've ever <laughs> seen in Christian music ever. And if you know I'm anything sure. about Dottie's people, that performance is prolific. Now, and we've always had our you know, thoughts and things about Mr. Kelly. So I don't know mm-hmm. that Dottie Peoples will record that or sing that today. But at the <laughs> time of the fact she, and she sang that at a concert, she recorded that. Don't you also funny. know that the people's on an interlude for Bobby Valentino? 
Yeah, I think you told me that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, now since we're here, I'm gonna let y'all hear that one because you. Oh lord. I can't, yeah, if if I experienced it, y'all got experiences. Naughty people's Bobby Valentino. <laughs> like that gotta be his auntie in real life. Got to. Because so why? Why would she? Why would she even do that? Why would he even ask? Why? Why would? Why would this be a thing? Yo, get to the good stuff. There she go. <laughs> Just scream. <laughs> That's the thing. Shout out to shout out to Jackie Rogers. She probably loves that. <laughs> Clark Atlanta and and Dolly People is coming together. Oh my god! They just had their homecoming. Shout out Clark Atlanta. This is they, he found a way and made one. <laughs> shout out, Bobby, shout out Bobby V. Shout out my nigga Bobby V. <laughs> Like why? Like that's so random. It's so that's good. so random. It's so good. The next time we do a live show, I'm walking out to that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> March in. And I, and I want it right there when she starts screaming. I want it. I want to skip all that other stuff. <laughs> I want to skip all that other stuff. My God. Oh, Brian, that brought a tear to my eye. Oh, my God. Oh, help him, that Holy was, Ghost. Please. That was help the laugh I needed. Help him, Holy Ghost. It's, that's the rebirth. That's not the song of the week, but that's the rebirth. <laughs> and Daddy Peoples. <laughs> and um, I hope that blessed you as much as it blessed me today. <laughs> Mm. I needed that laugh. It's been a long day already, y'all. Mm. And um, my God. <laughs> it's going to get better, though. <laughs> my, my God. It ain't been bad. It's just been long. <laughs> but some of y'all, what did I say? Some of y'all thought I was out. <laughs> but Bob is back. Josh is back. <laughs> it just brought me back. <laughs> oh, I wonder how many people he reached out to for that. Like, was, 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 was Dottie, Dottie number, choice number when one? You, when you put Dottie on an album, that is an intentional choice. <laughs> You're not, that's not an ABCD if this goes bad. That is, oh, I'm going to hit him. I'm going to kill him with this. With Dottie that's what people. that was. <laughs> Dottie people. Let me call my auntie. They got to be related, right? They got to be. It has to be. It has to be. So many other options. Mm, mm, mm. So great. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that exists. I am so glad that that exists. Um, speaking of people who could not come back, the mm-hmm. Lakers, they lost the opening game last night. Did you see that? I did. I did watch that. I, I actually <laughs> watched it. Yeah, the um, whole game. How, how did you feel? Like, what, 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 what do you think this says about the season? Any predictions? <laughs> um, it, it, if anything, it shows that they Denver, Denver is still Denver. Like, <laughs> okay. They didn't win the championship for the reason. Mm-hmm. Um. The Lakers were outmatched in terms mm-hmm. of like just they have the talent there, but they were outmatched. Anthony Davis is Anthony Davis, like he's inconsistent. And he scored like zero can't, points in the whole second half. 
Yes, he's he's yeah. unreliable. Like he's unreliable. Mm-hmm. He's soft when the going gets tough. He quits. Um, he just got his major extension. So he, I think we talked about it before. Like the fact of like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he needs mm-hmm. to be the best player. Um, and and clearly he's not the best player. LeBron James is still the best player on that team. AD may have the most talent, like in terms of like upside potential, but LeBron James is still the mm-hmm. best player on the team. Um, Denver just outplayed. They were hungry. Um, granted, it, it having your first game of the season in Colorado with you know it's tough because you, the, the atmosphere changes and stuff like that. Sure, but sure. still, it was it just Denver might repeat. Like they they looked that good. They looked yeah. that good. Gotcha. Well, the Grizzlies open up tonight against the Pelicans. So okay, um, <clears throat> should we? we shall see. Sure, we just lost Stephen Adams. Yeah. We have no Brandon Clark and we have no John Morant. Oh, so you pretty so, much, yeah. yeah. So it's going to be yeah. interesting. It's going to be three out of your top six yeah. to seven players are not yeah, there. Yeah, are, are, are not there. So uh, we'll see what happens. So, you know, that's been Josh Rogers' athletic abbreviation. Just wanted to throw that out there. Oh, so always a great day to start off with a Lakers loss and put that in Brian's face. That's, oh. you know. that's okay. <laughs> Okay, we have. I've, I've experienced so many wins over the years, you know, and so many championships. Yeah. I, can, I can take some. I can take some years of losses. You can, yeah. The Lakers have won a lot of championships. They are dynasty. They go down in history. They have docu series about them. And yeah, there's a documentary about the Grizzlies. I watched on the airplane. There's really? this Canadian young woman who is like petitioning to get the Grizzlies back to Vancouver. Vancouver. And then, Not happening. I, I was watching that documentary. I was like, you are delusional. And I couldn't stop watching it. And um, so she went down this rabbit hole of trying to explore why they left. They were, I didn't realize they were only in Vancouver like three years mm-hmm. before they left. And um, But anyway, she came to Memphis at the end. And I was like, oh, they love my Grizzlies just as much. Not your Grizzlies. They've been in Memphis way longer than they were ever in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. The only mismatch that Memphis has is that it ain't a bear nowhere. In the city of Memphis, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there, and especially yeah. not a blue, a blue one. But that's neither here, mm-hmm. that's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, she's just delusional, and maybe Vancouver can get another team. Yeah, the Grizzlies ain't coming back. Let's no, just, no, no. Let's 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 let that be. <clears throat> and I, I feel like JJ Reddick said something like that on the podcast, saying like he would love Vancouver to get a team back and have the Grizzlies back. And then like the next day, he went on to apologize because he was like, "I'm sorry, Memphis has some of the greatest fans. <laughs> I was tripping." Like, yeah, I, I'm sure people came at his neck like, no, like Memphis loves the Grizzlies. Like, let's, yeah, let's we not do. play this like, game. We do. And that's the thing, like petition to get the Grizzlies. I mean, the Vancouver, another team, like leave the Grizzlies yeah. where they are. Like, yeah. And one thing that was interesting in the documentary, we can move on, was that they started to blame the whole thing on Steve Francis. Like when he got drafted, because, you know, because, you know, new go? teams, he didn't want to go. And he openly said yeah. it and then ended up yeah. not going. Um, mm-hmm. But. Toronto drafted Vince Carter and he became a superstar. So like the yeah. end, so the fact that Steve Francis didn't want to go to the Grizzlies, like it was just and Toronto started because they they came out as um, new teams at the same time. Mm-hmm. And when Toronto took off and Vancouver did, it was just and then they had like one of these worst records ever. It was like I think they said they won a collective twenty some games over two or three years. Mm. That was it. <laughs> over two or three years, they only won twenty games. Yes, yeah, they were terrible. That's terrible. They were also yeah, yeah. very terrible. Um, yeah. So, so that's not about location. That's and it's just, not about location. It was just it was bad management. Like a new team, like people didn't want to go there. You had to you could build it from scratch. 
ABC mm-hmm. one three. I'm gonna ask you this question since we're on sports. Yeah. What do you think is more likely for there to be another U.S. based team like the Seattle or somewhere like that get another team, Vancouver to recover a team, or Mexico become the other North American country to get a team? <clears throat> I think Seattle will probably get a team first before anybody else. I feel like because okay. people have been wanting Seattle to come back for years, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the Seattle and the SuperSonics are like are a historic franchise. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a it's iconic. The, yeah. the logo, the look. Um the Sonics were were like a major team. And then also people who like Kevin Durant got drafted to the Sonics. Uh he wants the team to come back. So he's even said he's willing to invest and in all that kind of stuff to kind of bring the team back. Seattle is a is a strong sports um uh city in terms of they support their teams mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh so I feel like that would happen before before Mexico or Vancouver. And honestly, I feel like Mexico might be a better shot than Vancouver. I feel like people are more likely to want to go to Mexico than they would want to go to Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, you listen. The t- uh, the Tulum Tostados. <laughs> listen, that, turn up. Listen. That, that would be the that would be the city. Like you would have home court advantage if you were in Mexico. Depending on the city, you'd have yes. home court advantage. Brother, let me tell you how I would we going and I and I but here's the thing though it's gonna be in Mexico City mm-hmm. or like Cancun. What is gonna be yeah. one of the two places? Like some major big touristy city. Yeah, brother, we can. I'm, y'all know how I play around sports, but I'm going to get me a ticket to go see the Mexico or the Mexico City whatevers. Yeah, and <laughs> brother. Yeah, it'll, it'll y'all be think like, these NBA be players be in trouble now. Oh, they gonna have a time down in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna have a time. <clears throat> Yeah, but I feel like also I feel like Las Vegas might be uh, as, a, as a destination that people have been talking about. But I would I would really love to see, especially since we have one in Canada, right? A team in Canada. I would love to see Mexico get a team. Yeah, and that will cover the you know the North America. North America, region. yeah, right. And then we can you know kind of see it that way. Um, but anyway, neither here nor there. <clears throat> Song of the week. Um, I'm excited about this. And Brian, I just did a quick audible. I okay. know we talked about something before it started. I did a okay. quick audible. Okay. Exact same title, different artists. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you hear because I mean it's gonna make sense why I changed it. Because like I why think I know I think, who why, who the artist. Why wouldn't gonna I be? have thought? Why wouldn't I have thought about this first? Yeah, I know who it is gonna be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, that's why we said the same <laughs> title. I said I know where you're going with that. <laughs> I finally get to the verse that they would hurry up. That is safe last. Five, the three, six, and the mafia, future and eight ball and MJG. Um childhood music, man. Childhood classics, childhood amazing group, Memphis Legends, Legends. Um, don't get me started on hit the word hip hop legend. I gotta sum a little bit for y'all later in the in the, in the conversation for that. Um, um, but if with that being said, understood and accepted, Brian, you ready to move on to the blessed report and talk about some black excellence? Let's do it. Let's get into it. In the 
All right, thank you for listening to the Blessed Up Report. This is where we shout out black folks during great black things, and mm. we don't just celebrate black people during Black History Month and Juneteenth. We celebrate black folks 24 7, 365. This is yes, what we, we do. do. This week, we have Indie Fresh Market, and here goes mm. a good black name for you Marcus Williams, which okay. is spelled M A R C K U S. Oh, a C K. Um, that Mama said yes, phonetically, you're going to get it right. <laughs> mm hmm. Okay. And it's funny because I've seen people put Mark Marca like Mark Marcus, so M A R C. Now I've seen people just do Mark. She Mama said we gonna just put Mark and Mark. I've Marcus seen M A R K U S. I've seen Mark and I've seen M A R C U S. But Mama said everything. Everything. No mistakes. <laughs> no mistakes. mistakes. <laughs> uh, and so his partner uh, Michael McFarland doesn't sound much of a black name, but we're just hoping that you know they are black. Uh, so mm-hmm. 2019, mm-hmm. Marcus and uh, Michael uh, they had a shared vision to open a market, right? Yeah, <clears throat> just a stone stove from any fresh market. Had limited resources, so they did other things, other odd jobs like you know washing cars and detailing cars and doing things of that nature to put into the business. This is to kind of what I would consider to transform. Uh, their humble store to a, a thriving business. Okay. Uh, during that time, they also had some valuable lessons, of course, when it comes to business. Uh, they had some great partnerships. Uh, they had even a collaboration with the city of Indianapolis and Joe the Grocer. So, Joe the Grocer, he sounds like a rapper. Uh, I did. <laughs> like a mob <laughs> man to me. Let you go ahead. Right. So, in 2020, uh, Cook Medical. Um, led by Pete Yonkman. Um, they reached out to Joe the Grocer and they said, hey, we have a space that's available for a potential grocery store. Uh, so they worked together. Uh, they partnered up with Goodwill Industries and they constructed a, a store uh, and they had the perfect place, the perfect idea in mind and that was Indie Fresh Market. Uh, so Indie Fresh Market, you can actually find them right now on the corner of the so we'll, the address is 6160 East 38th Street. It's in Indianapolis. Uh, you can also visit them online right now, IndieFreshMarket.com. IndieFreshMarket.com. That's I-N-D-Y Fresh as in the clothes that we wear. Market.com. So yes. check out and support the Black Folks Doing Great Black Things in the Indianapolis area. Uh, Indianapolis is actually more of a black city than, than we we give them credit for. I heard there's a lot of, a lot of blacks in the... Uh, in the, I don't know what, they, what the nickname is for Indianapolis, but in, in Big Indy, is that what they call it? I don't know. It's just Indy, all I know. Oh, all I know okay. is that when you start saying I-N-D, I immediately went to. Yeah. Got yeah. an own house and own car. <laughs> yeah, you can't start doing Webby's that. greatest song? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. All yeah. right. So that is our bless up. Uh, now to the sad part. Um, I got well, it. I don't know if it's sad because, you know, to be asked with the body is be present with the Lord. <laughs> Listen, to live, to live is to live is Christ. To die is gain. So I don't, you know, we don't, we don't, we don't worry about death. We don't worry about death. So this, but week, I ain't ready to go yet, Lord. I ain't ready to go hey, yet. Not yet. Not yet. We, I, I, I enjoy it here. I enjoy it here. It's, it's ghetto, ghetto here, but I ain't ready to go. It's ghetto yet. Right here, but I'm not ready to go yet. Mm-mm. You're not through with me yet. Uh, so this week on the rest up, uh, we do have somebody. So unfortunately, Josh, God did not do what? He did not stay the hand of death. He let did. it loose. He didn't. Hey, he blew the whistle. Let, let it go. And this <laughs> week we have a 
We have um I'm trying to think, should I put a soundtrack to this? Let me do a soundtrack to this. Hold on. I mean I'm putting music, I'm putting music to this. It's iconic. Yeah, you you gotta put the music to it. Mm-hmm. Um so this week we have Richard Roundtree, best known for his role as Detective John Shaft. In the 70s action thriller Shaft, he died. He was 81. Uh, cancer survivor. He was quiet about it, but became an advocate for raising awareness for the disease. He was mm-hmm. coming from New York, uh, born in 1943. He lived a long life. Uh, in 1971, starring role as Gordon Park, like I said, in Shaft. It has since been remade uh, with uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Shaft was actually made for only $500,000 and actually grossed. Thirteen million dollars, which is actually pretty solid in terms of like you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, return uh, on investment. Film is big, yeah. <clears throat> oh yeah, um, Memphis Stack's own Isaac Hayes uh, won an Oscar for the original soundtrack for the song that I'm playing right now. Right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went mm-hmm. on to play some other uh, movies. Of course, Shaft continued to be a thing. Um, was in Roots, so or Roots, yeah. as some of the older black people say, <laughs> it's definitely Roots. <laughs> uh, he's a NAACP Image Award nominee. Uh, it's been on other shows like The Love Boat, Magna P.I., Beverly Hills, Nine Two One Zero, The Fresh Prince. I forget what player he. Oh, he was the crook guy on, on Fresh Prince. Uh, in 2019, came back on the new version of Shaft with Samuel Jackson and Jesse G. Usher, which was actually pretty solid. Um, it was I, a really I, solid I, movie. Yeah, 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 I yeah. like it too. I, I like how they, mm-hmm. how they brought all the pieces together. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> uh, most recently, Roundtree was on the comedy Moving On, starring Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda, which is the whites, the white ladies. Uh, so, <laughs> Richard Roundtree, you know, lived a long life. You know, that he, he lived a long were, life. We're promised 80 years according to the word, and he lived 81. So, God gave him an extra year. My God. So My God. that's where we are. Can, you can I can I tell you? Yeah. You went through about five paragraphs, and we're just now getting through the intro <laughs> right? of this song. <laughs> that is, bro, amazing. It's, it's two minutes. It was a two minute intro, and they still ain't really started singing. Uh uh-uh. uh He's still talking. He's talking. Cause he still ain't got to the who is the man. He ain't got to that yet. <laughs> It's okay. Chef. So listen, but but all, all seriousness, Richard Roundtree um, is a legend. Had a solid career, but yeah. think about mm-hmm. this: how how you know we we there's you play played Shaft like an iconic role in the black yes. community, yes. black culture. Mm-hmm. Um, like so, you know some you know you got to give you know flowers to where flowers to do. Like he. You know, this is almost like you know Chadwick Boseman in Black Panther. Like that, you are that character. Like you yeah. brought something to to the black community that you can never be replaced. Even though uh, uh, Samuel, Samuel Jackson is the new Shaft, like Richard Roundtree will always be Shaft. Shaft. So shout out to Richard Roundtree. Bless up. I'm sorry. I just want to. I just want to real quick just talk about how he reinvented himself because um that article that we were referencing did not pull the fact that he was. Play Gabrielle Union's dad and be Mary Jane. Oh, okay. So that mm-hmm. was a whole thing. So he re- yeah. and then my son Jaden and Joshua, my sons, 
mm-hmm. got introduced to him because he was the grandfather on the Netflix series um, Family Reunion. He was a um, mm. divine's husband. He was okay. a pastor. Pastor. <laughs> he was a pastor, so definitely different than Shab, but just keep reinventing <laughs> himself and like current generations, like if you weren't into yeah. Shab, don't know what Shab was, you likely experienced him in some way. Like in a ma- in yeah. major roles, like I know when you talk about Fresh Prince and stuff, he made appearances, but like he was like main character energy on these yeah. other shows. So yep. Um, yep. rest in peace. Yep. To rest Richard Roundtree, uh, rest up and then bless up to Marcus and Michael. Um, yeah. Is that it? That's it. We're, we're All right. Only one one major loss. Oh, well, let's black exploitation ourselves right on down to the billboard <laughs> and do it. And do it. <laughs> so um, first dates have become complicated. Um, everybody's mm-hmm. been saying, let's not go to um, Cheesecake Factory. But there was someone who actually put a list together of all the oh, places Lord. that uh, are inappropriate for quote unquote a first date. So a man claims mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. women helped um, inform this list. And I'm going to read them out loud, Brian. And okay. here it is. So here are the places. This is what the man says. Uh, a list of places women absolutely refuse to go on a first date to. And thank you to the ladies who reached out to me to help me on my list. I want to first of all say that I do not believe any woman reached out to him to help compile this list. I just yeah, I don't believe so. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that. But here we are. So on the list is Cheesecake Factory, Applebee's, Chili's, Chipotle, Olive Garden, The Movies, Your House, Any Fast Food Chain, Buffalo Wild Wings, Wingstop, Red Lobster, A Buffet, IHOP, Denny's, The Gym, Church, Starbucks, Coffee Dates, Ice Cream Dates, Family Functions, Movie Night, um, somewhere that requires a long drive, bowling, nightclubs, hookah bar, a bar just for drinks, Waffle House, sports events. Now I'm just going to say this. Mm-hmm. Some of these places I wouldn't take anybody on the first date because I don't like them personally. Yeah, I just I don't yeah. enjoy them. So it's not a matter of <clears> they're <throat> too cheap. I just want to take them. You also got to consider. Yeah. First of all, I think this conversation is stupid. I'm gonna start yeah. there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, yeah. If the, the concepts of first dates, you also have to consider where you are financially. Like when me and Asher were dating, we were college students. Bro, we went. Our very first date was a double date movie, and then I think our very first dinner date was freaking Olive Garden because we both loved the Olive. The Olive Garden was a fan. Okay, you say what you want to say about today. I, listen, but, I will eat Olive Garden today. I don't care. Well, Too I don't know. I, I will. <laughs> I will go eat. I will, I will, now, I will give me some unlimited salad and breadsticks. But <laughs> beyond that, I ain't, I ain't got to go to Olive Garden. But I will say, like, you know, before you were exposed to more, even have the income for more, Olive Garden, Red yep. Lobster, Longhorns. Now, I will stick with Longhorns. Some mm-hmm. of these places, these are your places. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like Longhorn is your steakhouse until you can afford yeah. Chris and STK yeah. and all the other spots, mm-hmm. right? Or even just the Houston's, right? Or Jay Alexander's, right? Like Longhorn's is yeah. that, that tier. Um, yeah. So some of these places I personally would not take a, a, a woman to because I don't enjoy, like I don't yeah. eat a hop. I don't eat mm-hmm. dinners. Yeah. I, I just, <laughs> I, I don't like Applebee's. I've never enjoyed Cheesecake Factory and, and they're 9,000 menu items. I don't, I don't enjoy oh, it's, it's, they, a, it's a robust menu. Listen, it's like flipping through an too encyclopedia just to much. figure out what you want to eat. Give me that brown bread and some butter and give me a slice <laughs> of cheesecake. That's yeah. it. That's all. They, now, what's they cheesecake? Top tier. I like that cheesecake. Hey, listen, if, if you're the Cheesecake Factory, your cheesecake should be good. We talked about that and, last and, week. And it's, and it's good. It's their cheese. Yeah. They don't miss on their cheesecake. <clears throat> Um, so that's the thing. Um, but and some of these, and then I think from a first date, why would you take a woman to your house for your first date? Like that's kind of creepy yeah. vibes, anyway. Yeah. Um, to a family function or the church? Right, a family right. function. Like I don't like I don't even know you that well. Um, church 
if you're in the church world, that might be a first date. I'm not saying I agree with it, but <clears throat> let me see if you got the Holy people, Ghost. Churchy people, like, do, do you speak? Will you speak in tongues when this service gets high? Right, you, you got to dance saying? on you. Do you have? Like, a, and what does that dance look like? <laughs> these things matter. These things you know matter. It don't matter to me in the today of things, but I could under I know a group of people who that would matter to. Um, I love the gym, but I'm not taking you to the gym on a first date. If we're both into fitness, I can see how we could probably incorporate that. I probably still wouldn't do that because the gym is also kind of one of my self care things, and I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want that. Uh, um, yeah. But that's but these are also personal things, and I'm gonna just yeah. say it this way, Brian. I'm gonna throw it to you. Yeah. I feel as though whatever you decide to do on the first day, I feel like when you're in that talking phase, getting to that point, use some of that time to get to know the person and make a determination of what you think would be a cool first date. And that's yeah. that on that on that. If you're out here dating, like, no shade to the city girls. But if you're out here dating mm-hmm. a city girl, she she's not going to appreciate anything on this list. You can say whatever you yeah. want to say about her. She's going to expect no boo. Right. And maybe no yeah. who might yeah. even be too cheap for her. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. So you got to also understand who you And that's what that talking phase is for. Have that conversation. Mm-hmm. And if you're not looking for all the superficial, then if that's what your partner is into or potential partner is into, then maybe yeah. there's not, they're not for you. Right. Because I've seen right. women chime in and stuff and say, I would love ice cream day. I would love to go to the park on my first date. Like, yeah. And that's what you're into. And then, bro, if you just don't have a clue, here's a cheat code. Hey, um, I know we got our first day coming up. What are, you know? What type of foods do you enjoy the most? Mm-hmm. Boom. She's going to start telling you. She might even call out some restaurants, pick one of them yeah. joints, and be done. Yeah. It's done. That's problem it. solved, problem converted. Mm-hmm. And then, ladies, I'm going to tell you this. Even if homie does chew messes up and chooses the Cheesecake Factory, like, and you're like me, and you hate the Cheesecake Factory, go in that restaurant, get you a Caesar salad and some bread, and, and like, get to know right. him. And once y'all are done, you can have a conversation, have an amazing time. Um, I don't really like Cheesecake Factory, but I did want to miss the opportunity yeah. to know you better. Like, and it's, yeah, I yeah, promise yeah. you that'll be received so much better than going off on the internet and all yeah. this other kind of stuff. But Actual anyway, stuff. Brian, your 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 perspective. There's too many. There's, we could have a whole episode about this conversation because oh, it's a silly conversation. One is I think sometimes people are missing on opportunities um, because they have like uh, these made up freaking like. Uh, I don't say guidelines, but yeah. it's like you can you can you can miss out on an amazing individual mm-hmm. because you have like this list of mm-hmm. things you you do not or will not to accept. Right? Mm-hmm. Granted, we you and I have been out of the game a long time, but mm-hmm. the people we are now, right? If 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 Ash and Lauren was like, I can't do this 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 this, they would have missed out on 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 a, on a on amazing on the rich men, right? You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you know, so. Uh, and another thing I think, you know, not to be the old man, I feel like social media kind of has contributed to this. Everybody flexes. So then you see girls on social media. They like 21 talking about, I don't want my man to be this, this, this and that and blah, blah. I'm like, girl, you're 21. Like, niggas 21 can't really afford much. Like, with student loans and housing issues and all that kind of stuff and inflation rates, people that are that young can't really afford much. So you have all these these women out there looking for this big baller. Then you have men out there who are feeling the pressure of either one, they're going to flex and not have it, or they're yeah. going to look at these girls and be like, I can't afford it. So then now nobody is really dating each other because men can't feel they can't afford women. Women feel like they want a man that can do this, this, and that. So now it's just a whole society of people who really yeah. can't yeah. get together because they can't measure up. Um, 
like, and to another point, you know, some people are bougie in certain areas. Like Lauren posted it recently. Like women are bougie in certain areas. Like when a <laughs> restaurant may be bougie, hotels may be bougie, clothing may be bougie. She may not be bougie about restaurants. She may want the ice cream date, may want to go to Starbucks. She may want that stuff, but then she may be wanting something else. So like just determine that. Um, I always say it to people, I say, you can always increase your net worth, right? You can always change that. You can always make more money. But you can't really change your character. Your character is pretty much who you yeah, are. So oftentimes you are. you're looking for the person that can do for you in terms of like financially when the nigga that may not necessarily not trying to say get a nigga from a Tyler Perry movie who can all he can do is give you penis and and love. No. <laughs> <laughs> like not that I'm not going that far. But sometimes giving a person an opportunity who has great characteristics, they have charisma, they have ambition, they have goals, they treat their mama right, they treat their siblings right, their family is important. Find people who have great values. Yeah. And as as Whitley would say, that nigga would never be broke. He would never be poor, right? Because he has all of these characteristics and yeah. also right, yeah. she has all these characteristics. So um that conversation is dumb. I'm glad I'm not in the game anymore. Uh because yeah. I probably it's rough out there. That's why y'all say it's pee in the pool. Because some, here, I'm gonna the thing. some of these women. No, go for it. No, I was just gonna say to your point, I don't think it's not to say that we can't either party can't have their certain values and standards. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But I completely agree with what you're saying, Brian. It's like, at 20, I know at 21, I had just graduated college. Bro. And I had start, I started a job, but bro, I was like, the Saturday off of me, which I thought was great at the time, because I was, you know, single. I had, well, I had a kid on the way. But still, I was young, living with two roommates. I was making $32,000. But bro. my rent was only, my rent was only four fifty because I was splitting it three ways. Right. Yeah. My roommate had worked for Comcast. We had free cable. <laughs> All my other well, bills were split three ways. My dad was yeah. still paying my car note and car insurance at the time. Right. Yeah. I I literally had rent and a three way split on utilities. Thirty two thousand dollars allowed me to live a certain type of life. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, I still knew that I wasn't balling, so I couldn't take yeah. Asha to this five star. The steak by itself was a hundred dollars. And the sides are separate and they $50 a piece. Like, I just couldn't do it. But no, she understood can't. where I was. And to your point, it wasn't mm-hmm. that she was dating potential. She knew the man that I was and what I was working yeah. toward. So she knew that when you finna be eating at Olive Garden all day, I mean, every day, Mm-mm. when you finna be eating at Red Lobster every day. And again, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with these places. Like, a lot no, of no, people no. dine and date at the level that they are financially. And mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, because I don't want to bash women. If you feel like, that's not up to your standard, then cool. But to yeah. Brian's point, you're going to miss out on some people, right? Who could be really great possibly because of that. So you yeah. have to deal with that. And maybe there's a man who's just as great, yeah. just as great yeah. at a certain level who can afford to consistently do the things that you're used to. Uh, because for me, I am a restaurant. I'm a food snob. Yeah. Not necessarily a restaurant snob. I just mm-hmm. like good food. Yeah. Um, I was telling a friend of mine who's in Nashville, was like, hey, what's a good place to go to? I said, go to Helen's Hot Chicken. Mm. He went to the airport and saw Hattie B's. He said, oh, oh, I think you had a typo. Did you mean Hattie B's? I said, no, I know what I typed. Go to Helen's Hot Chicken. <laughs> Hattie B's is the come And Hattie B's is good because we got one in Atlanta. We got two in Atlanta, mm-hmm. a couple in Atlanta now. I like Hattie B's Hot Chicken. It's cool. But it's the, it's the commercial one. Helen's yeah. is the one in the hood next door to TSU. Yeah. Helen's, is, Helen's hit a little different. And they got yeah. their hot catfish. Mm, Bro, my God, my God! And they put that thing on a piece of white bread with some slaw. I my said, Lord. "Go to Helen's. Helen's is for the <laughs> Helen's is for the people." 
Patty right. is for the the world, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So like so yeah. I'm saying that to say, like, I'm a food snob. I enjoy really good food. I'm not a I'm not a restaurant. I mean, I yeah. enjoy nice restaurants, but you ain't you could take me to Helen's mm-hmm. and I would be like, oh my God, this is great, versus taking me to like no you took me to Nobu, I'm gonna be frustrated because I don't eat sushi. Yeah. Right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like so and, and it's not saying that I wouldn't enjoy it. I'm just gonna have a harder time because I yeah. like to eat. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I think so that's why I say use that beginning period to get to know like I like I would go to Nobu for the ambiance and the vibe and the blah blah blah. But it's gonna legit be on some a glass of wine. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna be more into that. And yeah. so anyway, I, just, I think it's a dumb conversation. I think mm-hmm. we need to date who we want to date, date yeah. how we want to date it, how we want to date them. Um, but also understand that there are consequences to our actions, yeah. right? And by consequences, I just mean, I think we talked about this on a previous podcast, the results of your action. Like you did this one thing mm-hmm. and now this is what's going to happen. I yeah. believe that video that started this is staged. I do One about the Cheesecake Factory. I really yep. believe it was staged. Um, but even if it wasn't, like, don't get mad now, girl. You're on your way home. Yeah. You're on your way home. Because <laughs> if it wasn't staged, like, you you did this. This man now has a choice to make me like, bet. All right, cool. Go on. I, I, Brian Allen here, I would have been like, okay, let's go back to the crib. Yeah, Because you're, you're not the one for me. Like, yeah. we're just. Especially right now. now. And that's the thing. Like, you could dislike Cheesecake Factory yeah. and not have responded that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's not even taken up from me and all over the world. That's for yeah. anybody. Like, yeah. you could dislike something and not have responded that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Especially on the first day. Like, I'm probably like, again, Cheesecake Factory ain't my place. No. But ain't too many people messing up a Caesar salad. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm gonna find something that is at least on this first date. And when and as we progress, if we progress, we can have a deeper conversation. But like right now, I'm not gonna be like, this is what kind of nigga I am. You ain't taking me to Cheesecake Factory. Like, we good. And, and honestly, a Chico could be like, if you get to the Cheesecake Factory, your girl, and be like, hey, wanna go to so and so for drinks? She, she can be like, let's go to so and so for drinks, a place that she likes. You know what I'm saying? And then you can mm-hmm. get to know this guy even more and then be in the spot that you wanna be in. Like, so. Yep. Like, and that starts to inform him, oh, bet. So this is her vibe. This, exactly. Because like, you, you're using the moment to get to know each other. And then yeah. that may even tell her, this is a cheesecake factor type of dude. So, yeah. so you know what I'm saying? So like, bet, but accept that. Accept yeah. that. Because that, that man might just, I'm about to say that man, that Memphis can't write about me. That man just <laughs> might, he might just like cheesecake factor. That might be a spot. It might just be his spot. And that is okay. I know some people, pretty successful people who was like, I still go to cheesecake factor. I just like their food. And that's, like Brian just said, I know Brian, I ain't you know, I ain't gonna tell our brother business, but my brother has, has reached a certain level of success. The man of God just admitted he was still gonna Olive Garden. I was still going to Olive Garden. I Don't invite me. Like, but he would still go. <laughs> I was gonna like to me, I'm, it's not gonna be the top of the list, right? But if somebody was like, I've been at the church, people like trying to find restaurants, they'd be like, Yeah, Olive Garden in the in the majority says go to Olive Garden, I'd be like, All right, but I can know I can get some salad breadsticks, I can get the tour of Italy, I know I can find something on that menu. Yeah. And I'll be okay. And here's and me. on top of that, it's It'll be it'll be an inexpensive meal. I will be okay with that. And and, and, and I'm gonna tell you the beauty of that. You said the majority said that I'm gonna be the one throwing a tantrum. The whole oh, car oh, ride always. to Olive Garden. You, I'm you're you're the always one. the one. You're always the one that don't want to go to the spot that we want to go to. Because y'all be eating stuff I don't like. <laughs> but what do I do? I suck it up. And you I just go, go and I find something <laughs> on that menu to eat. You do. Like you do. I hate hibachi. My family loves it. I be not nah, how about you? I, you want to see the attitude? <laughs> I'm attitude? But I'm a, I'm gonna gather myself so I won't be that sour energy. Yeah, and I'm gonna make it work. 
Yeah. I'm going to also be like, Asher, let's stop and give me something to eat on the yeah. way home because I'm hungry. <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm not going to kill the moment, the vibe. I'm, yeah. I'm going to make my argument why we shouldn't go on the front end. Yeah. But if that's what the, that's what it is. That's the majority says. You that's know. what that's what it is. So yeah. either I can stay home and not go or mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, girl, got to go home. Or I can have an enjoyable time with my friends and my family. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Get me a, get me a, get me, get me a cookout burger on the way home because I'm still hungry. Um, but anyway, I, I, I want to get through this uh, through this billboard because we've got an amazing living room conversation. We do. We do. Uh, Robin Fenty, her resume levels up again. It was just known that you know last year she performed at a mm-hmm. Super Bowl halftime show. We thought we was getting new. Uh, the Navy thought they was getting new music. I knew the, I knew Rihanna would give us no new music. Mm-hmm. And when she showed mm-hmm. that belly and, and let us oh, know she yeah. was pregnant, I knew for a fact you better you better put that <laughs> makeup on your face and that savage X on your on your hind paws because you ain't getting nothing else from this Robin Not a Fenty. Thing. Okay, um, but um, she now holds the Guinness World Record for the largest TV audience in halftime history. Wow! Because that wow. Super Bowl game last year was cool. It was a, like that was the mm-hmm. Eagles versus the Chiefs, right? That was a good uh, yeah. game. No, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a really good game. It was yeah. a really good game. So it was a good mm-hmm. game and a great halftime show. Um, yeah. But do you think, bro? I'm gonna ask you this question, and yeah. I, I don't, want, I don't want us to get stuck. Okay. Do you think this puts pressure on Usher? Pressure? No. Uh, because no disrespect be to Usher, having a Guinness's World Record ain't pressure before him. The year the, before, I him? think the pressure to me is the fact of like <clears throat> he's not gonna do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like so he's not, I think <laughs> not a guy saying no because you ain't breaking the record. <laughs> you're not breaking the record. Like, and honestly, like unless unless the the, the people that are playing in the game or is just because then again, like the, you can't go better than the Chiefs and the, and the Eagles. Like that's. Two of the best teams in the NFL. Mm-hmm, Maybe mm-hmm. the Cowboys make the Super Bowl. You might get more views. But other than that, like Rihanna already had the views, right? And she and had then on top so that, much she's music. Rihanna. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's Rihanna. Really you know what I'm saying? Usher true, true. is he's famous. He's not Rihanna is white people famous. Like white people know who Rihanna is. You know what I'm saying? We gotta the have blacks, that conversation. Uh, Usher yeah. is the is the is is a king in the black. I don't know if the whites even know who Usher is. You know what I'm saying? Like, they know. Honest, I'm, it's Ryan, but not on that they know, yes, but yes, not yes, on yes. The, not the on the yeah, Rihanna, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Beyonce level. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like he's gonna put in a better show without a doubt. It's gonna be a mm-hmm. better show than Rihanna's. But to the fact yeah. that the pressure, I don't know. We got to have a conversation about like Usher's numbers and his accolades versus his superstardom. And I think we yeah. started having it. We started having it offline a little bit, um, so we can revisit that because I know if we started yeah, now. We to... as, as as our favorite, um, one of our favorite social media aunties said, that turned to a whole another lie. I don't want to give the interpretation whole... right now. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah, lie. we can talk about Usher for a whole episode, and that's yeah. and that's the thing. And that's and that's that. All right. So last but not least on the on the billboard here, Tyler Perry is never going to own BT. Um, oh, it came out in the interview. He said that he believed that the process was disrespectful, and if BET ever puts it up for sale again, he is no longer interested in bidding on the network. Um, reportedly, he said, basically, he said they tried to sell him BET for a price that it wasn't worth. Uh, his exact words <laughs> were, "Don't try to get me to pay for something that's not worth anywhere near the value." So um, I don't know if that was them trying to play Tyler. Uh huh. They tried. Or, they did. or they was just trying to overvalue. But I really, I still believe to this day, I stand on this hill mm-hmm. that Tyler Perry would have been the best option. Yes. Yes. Despite and, and, my feelings toward his personal shows, I think yeah. what his vision for the network would have been a yes. good one. Yeah. Yes, I feel like he would have cared and would have curated the the program. I mean, he's already curating the programming for BET. Like he's putting shows on BET. Like let's yeah. not act like he's already not doing the things right. 
So, but I feel like BT or Viacom or whoever owns Paramount, whatever, whoever owns BT, we're trying to do like a bidding war with like Byron Allen and all the other groups and trying to, you know, trying to make as much money as possible, which you do on business, which but the fine. fact of like, <clears throat> which, which is the fact of like, you've really ruined something that could have been great. And I, I feel like Tyler Perry would have been the best person to own BT. Yeah. 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 Sad. Yeah. So anyway. Um, so that is that. Um, if you're looking at the title, you're looking at the description, you're looking at that featuring, you know that we have a guest right here in the living room. We are so excited. I'm, sorry, I'm um, excited about this guest. A friend of the podcast now, a friend mm-hmm. in real life, I'm going to call him. Um, mm-hmm. Quentin Thrash. Yes. Fashion extraordinaire. Is I, I got dressed a little better this today. Listen, and I put on a really clean, <laughs> um, <laughs> intentional, intentionally messaged crew neck okay <laughs> um so grab your velvet slippers <laughs> okay oh bring out your caviar and let's have this very uh, this bougie conversation um let's do it let's get into it <laughs> all right All right, Puzzle Pieces, thank you very much for sticking around. We are super excited because we said earlier we have a guest in the living room and yes, we, we brought out our fine uh, china. We brought out the you know the glasses. Normally <laughs> we have paper we plates off and, the and red solo cups. We, you know, we, we cleaned up before the guest comes <laughs> over because uh, we have a, a very special person in the building today. And we are super excited. Uh, Quentin Thrash is in the building. Uh, so before, I'm going to let you introduce yourself. And then we'll get into some other fun stuff. So, Quentin Thrash, uh, please introduce yourself for those that may not already know who you are. Yo, what up? My name is Quentin Thrash. I go by State Fly Thrash online. Uh, I'm a bespoke menswear designer and uh, just complete style influencer. Um, I'm a country boy from Georgia. I've been in L.A. almost 12 years now. Um, so, I'm one of the people, like, I didn't come from any of this. Like, I'm, like, first generation, like, creative artist, <laughs> entrepreneur. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um. Everything that you've seen from me that I built has been genuinely off of the will to want to know things. Like I wasn't trained in fashion. I didn't go to school for this or anything like that. Like this is literally everything that I I wanted, and I went and found out how to go get it. That's what's up, man. We absolutely love that. So we're we're currently based in Georgia. We're in the Atlanta area. What part of Georgia are you from? I'm from Hawkinsville. How? Oh, that's oh, one of the videos I hadn't even heard of. Yeah. <laughs> What is the population of Hawkinsville? Uh, I think twenty seven hundred. I think last time I looked. Oh, okay. small town. Okay. Small town. I mean, so y'all probably ain't got town, no Walmart. Nah, big facts. Yeah, like all of them. <laughs> WalMarts and we got one grocery store. Um, yeah, pretty much. You got to go out of town to go anywhere that you actually want to get into something. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's okay. What's up? All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Ready to do culture code? Let's <laughs> do culture code. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, so Coach Code basically is a game that we play here, and we ask you a series of questions, either this or that. You have to, you know, pretty much answer what your 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 choice is. Um, oftentimes on shows they say, you know, they don't judge, but on this show we do judge, right? So we'll <laughs> depending on your answer, we will, you know, you know, might get an eye roll or like, a, oh, okay. Uh, but stand stand ten toes down, stand ten toes down, and whatever you answer is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have a couple categories. You do like film and television, fashion. Um, and then maybe some music things of that nature. Are you ready? Yep, let's do it. All right, we're going to start out with uh, let's start with fashion since you know since we're here. Uh, Fubu or Rockaway? 
Mm. Ooh, I'm a fubu guy. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Platinum okay. fubu. Oh, did you do? I said, did you do the platinum fubu? <laughs> I was just watching uh, Fat Albert and Junkyard Gang with my son on Saturday, and I was, and I was thinking, I'm like, why did fubu think that putting putting uh, Fat Albert and all them on some clothes <laughs> was gonna be hard? But I mean, it was a, it was a it was a moment in time, man, and yeah, I'm I'm standing on that. Yeah, Fubu over. Uh, what do you say, Sean John? Or what do you say? Rock, Rock yeah. But Sean John might have been a good a good option. Sean John was a good yeah, option. Too. Sean John, I think those were the two. You know what I'm saying? Kind of neck and neck was there. But yeah, I'm rocking with a Fubu. Okay. Sean John was you know, Fubu. Yeah, Fubu jersey was a thing. Uh, platinum you know, Fubu was a thing. I never had a Fubu jersey though. I had the I had the full jean denim, you know what I'm saying, fit uh, oh, with yeah. the mm-hmm. Fubu shit with the Iversons on. Yeah, I was killing them. Middle yeah, school. I had a, I, was, I had a I had a velour set. Yeah, mm. yeah. With the, with velour, the forces, velour, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> just just hot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a good one. Okay, uh, we can rock with that. Uh, let's do 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 pull one out of music. Uh, Usher or Beyonce? Ooh, mm. Usher, big fat. So, so that was quick. A funny story. Yeah, I low key used to be like a little Usher impersonator when I was a kid because everybody said I looked like Usher when I was young. So I okay. had, I'm walking around with my shirt off, acting like I got abs, and I had my little wave cap on, trying to get some waves <laughs> and shit, so, trying to dance and whatnot. So yeah, I'm definitely an Usher fan. Beyonce don't really do nothing for me, to be honest with you. Okay, okay, well, I, 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 that's I that's fine. <laughs> no, we respect it. Yes, Because yes, yes, really, one of the conversations recently has been like, you know, some we saw something some, some to Josh recently where a person was like, Usher is better than Beyonce because Usher has, you know, a definitive album, has mm-hmm. hits on hits on hits, where Beyonce doesn't have the definitive album, but she has some hits, right? So, you know, mm. I've been hearing that argument recently, so I kind of, you know, wanted to throw that out there. All right. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. we'll do a couple more and then we'll, um, we'll rock out. Uh, so since you are from the South, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, is spaghetti a side or is it an entree? Ooh, I'm gonna go entree. Okay. <laughs> okay. Go entree. Okay. That's the size to spaghetti be like garlic bread. You know what I mean? <laughs> Those were the sides to the spaghetti. Sure. Fried chicken. <laughs> cause, cause <laughs> it, 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 yeah, fried Fried chicken is the main, is the meat, and the spaghetti is the side dish. Yeah, yeah. I didn't stutter. Nope. <laughs> so Josh is from Memphis. Like so you don't already know. But but hold on, but the spaghetti already has meat in it. For sure. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, that's fine. And that's just how you make it. So you either fry you a nice little piece of catfish, or you fry you some chicken, put the spaghetti on the side, maybe a little bit of slaw, bread, white bread, where I come from. And it's a and it's a meal. It's a complete meal. You know what? I ain't knocking it. I'm just saying. <laughs> I wouldn't take the double meat plate of anything. Oh, let's go chicken and beef on the same plate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And pasta. like. But mm-hmm. It's just a meat sauce. You see what I'm It's just a meat sauce. Shit, man. You got uh, fucking meatballs and all that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got meatballs in your city. I'm saying that's a, that's Maybe, a, yeah. that's a, all right. Hey, yeah. yeah. Shout out to my nigga Spaghetti. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> All right. I'm going to do one more before we head out to the living room conversation. Um, and we'll do, how about we do uh, Martin or the Fresh Prince? Ooh, Ooh. shit. That's a good one. <laughs> Dang. 
low key that it depends on what mood I'm in. Um, okay, that's an, yeah. You know what? Ooh, that's a tough one. I'm gonna go with Martin, bro. I'm gonna go with okay. Martin. It's it's, it's okay. hard for me to say. So it, it pains me to to have to choose one. I'm gonna mm-hmm. go with Martin. I feel like Martin. I feel like Will carried a lot of weight in Fresh Prince. You know what I'm saying? Carlton okay. was funny. You know what I'm saying? Other than that, everybody else didn't really like knock my socks off. Martin had so many different characters that were all hilarious. So mm-hmm. I actually had this argument with somebody, and I was saying how I believe that Martin is the reason how like Eddie Murphy will do movies and he'll like play multiple characters. And I was saying mm-hmm. it because I think that Martin knew if someone else played Dragonfly Jones, if someone else played mm-hmm. uh uh Otis, if someone else played Shanene. They would have stole the show how uh, Steve Urkel did with what's the name? He was mm. they would end up stealing the show. So he knew okay. he had to in order to be able to keep his show all about him. Hmm. So, that's a, yeah. I never heard that perspective. That's a, that's a solid perspective that. though. That's what I can understand. Solid. It makes sense. Because think yeah, about it makes sense. like say I don't know how old y'all guys are, but I don't know if y'all know about um, Family Matters. But you know Steve Urkel wasn't a main character. Steve Urkel mm-hmm. didn't yeah. even show up to like the eighth or ninth episode, I believe, and he just stole mm-hmm. the show, and then the show became mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, centered yeah. around him. So, yeah, yeah, I think Martin kind of knew like that. Guy, these characters were so good, mm-hmm. they could run off with the whole show. I, I just want to pause real quick and say thank you for thinking we're young enough to not possibly know <laughs> what Family Matters is. That is why I mind my business and drink my water <laughs> to, keep, to keep this skin tight hey. because I definitely am fully aware about family matters. Hey, I just be having yes. no to make a disclaimer. So, no, uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> people, people, don't, people don't realize that I'm as old as I am. A lot of people think I'm younger than I actually am. So, I be mm-hmm. just kind of keeping it even across the board. Well, how old are you? I'll be 35 in December. Okay, so you're between me and Josh. All right. Yeah, I just turned 34 last month. Oh, okay. oh all right. All right. I'm 30. I'm 38. Just turned thirty eight in uh, June, so all right, oh, that works. Okay, so we're we're all we all group watching the same same show, same stuff, yeah. okay. same stuff. All, all right. right, wonderful. Well, uh, you did a great job with Coach Code. Uh, it wasn't too difficult. We'll probably save some for the end uh, to kind of wrap up the show. Uh, Josh, you want to uh, start it off, or do you want to want to kick it off? No, kick it off. You already got it. All right, so uh, we you kind of mentioned uh, what you do. Uh, we were to strip all of the things that you do. Who is Quentin Thrash? Man, like you said, I'm a, I'm a small time country boy, so I wasn't even I wasn't exposed to a lot um, until mm-hmm. I was in my 20s. Like I really didn't know anything about fashion until I was in I was like 22, 23. Um, okay, I grew up an athlete my whole life. Like I feel like okay. that was the only way you knew how to get out of these small towns and get out of the hood per se is playing ball. You know what I'm saying? Or mm. being a rapper or you know what I'm saying whatever. Yeah. And so ball was my, that was my route. And I played basketball, played football. I ran track. Um, I was lucky enough to receive a full football scholarship that took me to college. So that got me to South Carolina. Um, that didn't end up going as planned. I ended up getting kicked out my sophomore year. And wow. okay. so what ha- So when I got kicked out, I told my dad, I was like, my dad was still living in Florida. So I graduated high school out of Florida. And I told my dad, like, I'm not coming home. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay up here. I'm gonna figure it out. Um, last thing I wanted to do would be that statistic of all that kid with all that talent who goes yeah. and messes it up and then has to move back home in his parents' house. Mm-hmm. So I was yeah. like, no, I messed up. I'm, a, I made my bed. I'm gonna lay in it. I'm gonna figure it out. And I ain't looked back since. 
So, yeah, man. Okay. So how'd you end up in L.A.? Um, so there was a girl I was seeing at the time and she was about to move. And this is in Charleston. And she was about to move to L.A. And I was kind of contemplating with the idea of going back to school again. And she was like, mm-hmm. Thresh, like, you know that ain't what you want to do. I had been out of school for like, I think, three years at the time. And she, I was just like, I was, at the time, I was, uh, I'm also a barber. So I've been a licensed barber for 18 years now. So I was working in a barber shop after, um, after the college situation. And she was like, and I was just like, I want to go back to school because I found out I had one more year of eligibility to play ball. So I was like, mm-hmm. I'm just sitting here cutting hair. Let me go mess around in college again, have a little fun, and then I can come back yeah. to this you know what I'm saying, a year later. So yeah, yeah. she was like, Thrash, you know that ain't what you want to do. She was like, why don't you just move to L.A.? You can crash with me until you figure out exactly what you want to do. And I was like, you know what? Ain't nothing holding me back. I was 22 at the time. So I hopped on. This was the first, my first time I ever been on an airplane when I moved to L.A. Wow. Yep. And and because I'm, so I'm from California, from Southern California. So I'm from I'm from Pomona, which is like 30 minutes east of Los Angeles. So that's a big from Charleston to Los Angeles. That's a big shift. What was there a culture shock? And also, since you're a fashion guy, like what was that fashion flip from down south fashion to mm-hmm. southern south California, <laughs> South Carolina, Southern California. What's that, that right, switch so, like? Yeah, let me go back to the. So, yes, it was a culture shock in a sense, but I was actually kind of ready for it. I was like, I was ready for change. Like, I was always kind of one of those people that was kind of ahead of the curve anyway. So, I was always the weird one in a sense. Um, so, even when it comes to the fashion, like, my style was completely different before I left the crib anyway. Like, I wasn't dressing like mm. my people at the crib no more anyway. So no tall um, tees and jabotis. Yeah, like I stopped that. You know <laughs> okay. Um. So when I got to college, that's when I started experimenting with like I was like the first dude on campus wearing skinny jeans, and you know what I'm saying? I was wearing instead of wearing J's all the time. I started wearing dunks and blazers and and loafers and stuff. You know what I mean? With polos. And um, so I was kind of like I kind of spearheaded some of that stuff and um where I was at. And then I had actually right before I moved to LA, I had just got into thrifting. So okay. now this is where the suits and stuff start coming in at. So at the time, I don't know anything about working with a tailor. All I know is you go to a tailor, get your pants hemmed, and that's it. You know what mm. I mean? Um, mm. So when I moved to L.A. is when I was actually exposed to, like, working with a tailor to, like, tailor your entire outfit and, like, really understanding the reason behind why you wear certain things. Um and that's when I was, I'll tell you, that's when I was actually able to like kind of expand my mind and like, oh, this is something I can actually do for a living. Like there's mm-hmm. real, you know what I'm saying, career here. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I just, I dove head first into it because fashion is something that just came so natural to me. Like style okay. is just something that I think it's just, it's already in you, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I already knew how to dress well. That's why I was already known for dressing well. I just didn't know anything about fashion and that I could actually Ooh, okay. as a job mm-hmm. at the time. But I was always wearing dope stuff and I was always the one one like, damn, why you wearing that shit? It's like, trust me, you'll you'll be on it, <laughs> you'll be on it a little bit like, you know what I mean? So So you you said something there, you said you knew how to dress well, but you learned more about fashion. Tell us the differences between the two. Cause some people who dress well will say that they're fashionable. Right. And maybe they're using that interchangeably. What's the difference between the two? So for me, um, like I said, it didn't matter what I wore. I always make sure that 
I was clean. I always made sure that my clothes was ironed well. I always made sure that um, even the way my clothes fit, it had to be a certain way. Even when I was wearing these faux 5X tees and stuff like that, I always still had to have like a small neck hole. I hate it when people wear baggy clothes and clothes are like they hanging off you. Like my clothes mm. still had to sit on me a certain way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, so when I actually started learning more about fashion, I was like, oh, so that's why you wear this type of clothes during this season or mm. not even necessarily that it's about seasons and colors, more so about like the weight of certain fabrics and things. And yeah. uh, what else? Um, like I didn't, I just knew, all I knew was you go to the mall, you buy clothes. When it's cold, you wear a jacket. You wear pants mm. when it's cold and a jacket when it's cold. Other than that, it's free for all. So once I started learning my fashion, I started to learn about the reason people design things and yeah. the way different things are designed and why I may aesthetically like this and not understand why I like it. You know, sometimes you can like something, but you don't really know why you like it. I started to understand yeah. why I like certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so that's what, when I moved to LA, kind of uh, helped me just like being around people who were really in the fashion industry. And I thought, oh, okay, this makes sense. I understand it now. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, because again, like uh, I think culture, not culture, but being in different coasts and different areas and understanding like layering and all that kind yeah. of stuff is to me is yeah. a thing that I guess most people don't really understand. I'm going to kind of skip ahead that, uh, with a question kind of you said something about layering um mm-hmm. and uh considering let me say I said so oftentimes women right um we talk about undergarments and foundational garments and you know when it comes to men right how important is it to understand proper foundational garments underwear undershirts like what is that when it comes to fashion um I think it's pretty important um I, it's crazy you mention that because I'm actually working on my own underwear right now. Um, oh, dope. Okay. But so for me, it's more of a functionality thing, right? So when I, the underwear I wear, I don't wear regular like cotton underwear. I wear more like spandex um, based underwear. And that's because mm-hmm. okay. my clothes fit so close to fit that like, I like my clothes just to be able to slip on and slip off. You know what I mean? I don't mm, want okay. a bunch of extra fabric. Where I gotta like be bunching stuff down, um, even with like cotton uh, cotton materials, they stretch out over throughout the day. You know what I mean? As you're, you're standing up, sitting down, moving around, they start to expand and stretch out. So I got that from being an athlete, where we wore um, compression shorts, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I go okay. to basketball practice, and I put on my compression shorts, and instead of like completely changing when I went home, I just throw my clothes back on, and it'll be so easy just to slip my clothes on to slip them back off. I was like, dang, mm. I'm going to just start wearing only compression shorts as underwear. So that's one of the reasons. So it's more of like a um, a functionality thing with me when it comes to the underwear that I wear. Um, I believe wife beaters are important to like wearing, especially when you're wearing suiting. Because if you wear mm. a short sleeve, like just a full crew neck t-shirt, you kind of see that cut off of the sleeve. But I actually yeah. like, the, I like the actual look of the wife beater, even when it shows through like a white shirt. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. like wearing something that's more skin tone with like if you're wearing like a gray white beater, then that kind of hides that that uh, that layer up under you. But wearing it also helps to protect from sweat. And that's what a lot of people don't really understand about wearing a T-shirt is the whole idea is to protect you from sweat. So it's just another layer before it actually penetrates your actual outer layer of clothes. So, yeah, it's, it's very important in understanding why these things exist 
um, are important. The reason why you would start to do it. Because some people are like, oh, I could wear it, but why Why do I need to? I'll get hot. And I'm saying, like, no, mm. this is the reason you should wear it because you probably get hot. And you'll, you'll avoid a lot of that uh, sweat kind of peeking through. But also another thing that I do, and a lot of people mention it when they see my content, because I always kind of start in my undergarment, is I tuck my undershirt in my underwear. And okay. it just kind of creates more of a seamless kind of thing. I don't have to worry about because what would happen before I was doing it is sometimes my T-shirt would kind of ride up and it would bunch up Oof, in my shirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started like tucking it in my underwear because it's something that you'll never see anyway. So those are just some of my things that I do. No, that makes total sense because, again, especially like with skinnier fit pants, slimmer fit tops. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't want like a, traditional boxers can be super, super bulky and all over the place. Like you said, with the cotton joints, I know. Um, have it just having some pair that you've had for a while and they do not fit the same, they do not sit yeah. the same, right? And even that kind of, um, what I guess what they'll call like the male, even panty line, just seeing that across pants, it's Ooh, just yeah. it, 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 it just it can destroy the look, especially if you're in a in a suit, right? Um, so I think that that's super important because I don't know that a lot of I won't say that a lot of men, but some men probably aren't taking into account the importance of what's under, um, uh, what's under our clothes and how that kind of incorporates or feeds into. Our overall look right um but leaning into that song right talking about how um i think brian even mentioned how women focus on that more than men do um fashion in itself especially for men's where it has evolved right mm-hmm. so we're seeing a lot well I, let me say it this way i'm not gonna say we're seeing people that men didn't wear because we're almost seeing a resurgence of some stuff yeah. that was popularized yeah. in 50s 60s 70s right that men are wearing today what is your approach to, I guess, the range of masculinity when it comes to fashion pieces? Are there things that you just stay away from? Or you was like, if I feel it, I'm aware. Like, what is your approach to it? Um, you're referring to like... Um, it could be anything from like the man purse to the knit shirts to yeah, whatever. So, yeah, Colors, I, anything, right? Yeah, so I'm, I'm very open to a lot of things, right? But okay. I'm also very um, specific about my personal style. So there's a lot okay. of things that... I may not like for myself, mm-hmm. but I may like it for other people. Got um, it. Okay. Mm-hmm. There are, there's, a, there's a handful of things that I don't like at all for men. Um, I'm I, I don't like the the crossbody bags. Like I don't like that. It okay. bothers me. It's like it, it bothers me. I don't. <laughs> not, not a fan of it at all. Um, I don't like trendy things. I'm not. I'm not a trendy person. So that okay. I feel like that wearing a. a uh, um, a fanny pack across your chest is something that was very trendy because I think I think what Kanye may have been the first one seen doing it. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. every streetwear dude in the world got a bag strapped across his chest now, and so like that kind of turns me off to things. Uh, I'm even like that with like TV shows. If, if it's too hyped up and everybody talking about it, I ain't gonna watch. It. I'm I'm just like that. <laughs> um, okay, but I carry like a uh, myself. I carry daily. Um, it's almost like a little toiletry bag. It's, I, I made it myself. It's mine. I, uh, I designed it myself. But it's like a little toiletry bag. And like it's definitely helpful, like to not have, especially when you're wearing a suit, to not have a bunch of stuff in your pocket. That's one oh, thing yeah, I always yeah. talk to clients about. Mm, Stop putting mm. this big ass Pro Max Plus in, the, in your front pocket. You know what I mean? Oh, I hate it. Yeah. Oh. So I keep, you know, what I'm saying? I keep my wallet, which I wear. Like, I, I keep like I have this little like small slim metal wallet that I keep all my mm-hmm. you know, credit card stuff in. Keep that in there. I keep my phone in there. I keep my little AirPods in there. I keep uh, a handkerchief just in case I need. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. Um, I just keep all my little essential things that I would normally have on me throughout the day, um, and I keep it in there, and that keeps me from having all this bulky stuff in my pockets. But it's also just another accessory to kind of add to the element, I mean, add to the um, to the outfit. Um, mm. 
but yeah, but as far as like fashion in general, I'm very open to things, um, whether it's androgynous styles, whether it's um, just, oh no, people, like a lot of people just like to be creative and I'm with it. I'm here for it. I may not necessarily wear it, but I may mm-hmm. encourage a client to wear it because I think it actually may fit their aesthetic. So I'm very, yeah. I'm very open when it comes to um, when it comes to certain things in fashion. I just may be against it for my own personal style. Yeah, got okay. it. That makes sense. That's 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 great because I'm at, I watch this show called Project Runway, uh, and just I like fashion stuff. I'm not the most stylish person in the world. I have my personal style, uh, but. I just what you've seen recently in fashion is the like I said the intersection the fluidity in fashion men's mm-hmm. women's like mm-hmm. uh, basically saying there is no such thing as men's and women's is kind of like it is what it is right I think Usher had like, I think a Louis Vuitton had a kilt on recently and people in the comments were like destroying him for wearing a kilt in 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 my mind because I went to Paris recently doing Fashion Week it was just kind of cool and um, what I found out was there was a the fashion in Europe is completely different than America. Yeah, and people didn't understand certain trend, not trend, certain stylish points. Or I saw men wearing kilts in Paris and I was like, oh, okay, this is, it's a thing. But mm-hmm. then in America, it's uh, one of the comments say, oh, uh, um, he's, you know, he had to wear a dress to get on the Super Bowl. I'm like, but this is a, this is a kilt. People wear kilts all over the world. Like, what are you talking about? So um, <clears throat> I said all that to say, like, you see that more in fashion. In terms of uh, uh, more fluid uh, uh, pieces in fashion, things of that nature. So uh, I was just wanted to bring up that point. Um, speaking of Usher, uh, I don't know if this is a great transition or not, but uh, major celebrity, uh, yeah. another major celebrity that I really enjoy and appreciate uh, in a TV show that, you know, as, a, as we would say, Insecure was one of the favorite shows of the podcast. One of our current favorite shows uh, is Abbott Elementary. Okay. We love it. And you had the privilege of styling um, uh, the what is the what's his, what's his character on the show? Oh shit! We, we know him as everybody loves Chris. <laughs> <laughs> what is that character? I can't even think of. Uh, got me on. I can't even think of the character name. But Tyler Tyler James Williams. Tyler. Yes. So you had the privilege of putting him in in some amazing an amazing piece. So you're well respected with celebrities. What is that like? What is that like being real respected? What is it like styling a celebrity? What does all that kind of stuff entail? Um, it is, it's very, I, I, I love it, right? Because the idea of one, when it comes to celebrities, I don't necessarily like to put people on pedestals in a sense, mm-hmm. but what comes yeah. with it, what I explain to people is that what that shows is that you've been able to figure out how to get into these rooms that everyone isn't allowed to get into, right? Mm-hmm. By doing by doing what you do. Because <clears throat> yeah, there's a lot of fashion designers, there's a lot of wardrobe stylists out there, and it, 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 it takes something special to be able to get in certain rooms, right? Yeah. So that's what I enjoy about it. So clearly the things that I'm doing are reaching and penetrating places that everyone can't necessarily do. So that's what I do enjoy about it. Um, but what I also enjoy about it is that I under, like when you get to know these celebrities on a personal level and understanding how normal they can be. You know what I'm saying? Like, for, for example, me and Tyler, like me and Tyler have like a genuine homie relationship. Like we can literally just yeah. kick it in and watch TV or watch sports or whatever it may be. And it don't have to be anything yeah. about business. It don't have to be anything about the industry. It doesn't have to be anything about fashion. Um, and that's what I enjoy is like 
when you're around celebrities who are actually still down to earth and, and yeah. Yeah. shit. Um, but yeah, so even with working with Tyler, man, like I, I love it. I love what he has going on. I love what he stands for. Um, he's also very, very open to a lot of things. And um, yeah. that's something I really appreciate because a lot of people close a lot of doors just because of mm-hmm. they're not because because of their uncomfortability or their uncertainties and things like that. Yeah. Tyler's like, no, like nothing's off the table for him. Like nothing's off the table for him. If it, if it makes sense and, and it feels good to him, he's with it. And I enjoy working yeah. with people like that because now you can really express your true level of creativity. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I up. love that because I think. One thing about like dressing, fashion, whatever, I think everyone has like their own nuance, their own style, how they would approach it. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think we all have um, like our life experiences probably inform their perspective of how we would approach an ensemble and outfit. Um, but in that, I guess at one point in time, I think you talked about trends. Right. But at one point in time, especially with men, um, we had the classic, the classic man. Right. I was just me and Brian was having a conversation offline yesterday yeah. and I was just telling him about my grandfather, like only had a elementary um, education. But in terms of his look, the man, I, I never saw that man in jeans before he passed away. Like, mm-hmm. He would get up and put on a crisp pair of khakis, a starch shirt, pocket protector, all those things to sit in his living room and watch Westerns mm-hmm. all day, like fully retired. But that was just him when he came mm-hmm. over to the house for Thanksgiving. No jeans, no nothing. He was, I mean, just just well put together all the time. Wore fedoras, all the type of things. Um, never, every shirt was a cufflink shirt, right? I mean, he just, he had a specific look. And grew up in like country Arkansas, right? Deep Marion, Arkansas, Crittenden County, right? Where he was born. Mm. Um, you know what I'm saying? And this was the man. And, and then to my dad, right? It did not transfer. Um, it, it, did, <laughs> it did not. I love my father. But my God, it did not transfer. <laughs> um, but I say all that to say, I think he also grew up in an era, though, right, where that was kind of a norm because he was born in the 20s, which means his dad lived through that Renaissance era where they were, that's how they was popping up at the grocery store, right? Where, where do you think the transition was? Is there such a thing as still that classic man or what does he even look like today? Uh, you know, it's crazy. Over the past maybe like 10 years, I felt like we were really making some real strides in kind of getting back into that space. Okay. Um, I feel like now streetwear has a really tight chokehold on it's a chokehold. culture right now. <laughs> which, like, man, uh, it's cool. Like, if, you, if, if you're into the trends and fads of things, then it's cool. Like, I think it still tells a time in you know what I'm saying, space of where where we at right now. It's like when you mm-hmm, 20, 30 years from now, when you look back and you see somebody wearing some off white, you're gonna think of Virgil. You're gonna think of you know, yeah. things like, oh, like that was the 2020s. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's what was going on then. Um but even when I um when I design, I design from a space of timelessness. I want to design mm-hmm. things that I wear today in my 30s that I can wear when I'm 60, 70 years old. And that's why, like, I may, I may experiment with different colors and patterns, but the silhouette of the things that I wear are always going to be very traditional and timeless to where I can always mm. wear these things. These things will never yeah. go out of style. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And I encourage people to do more of that so you don't always find yourself chasing the rabbit. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I feel like mm-hmm. that's what mm-hmm. kind of trends and fads do. They always have you chasing what's new. So, yeah. I, I, that makes perfect sense. And I'm glad you kind of said something along the lines of like streetwear. Uh, 
because I do feel like we have transitioned from like the, I think the pandemic kind of transitioned us from like the classic man kind of doing more, dressing up, doing the things. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then we were at home for like a year and a half, right? And I can talk about myself. I had clothes in my closet, but then I started buying more basketball shorts, buying more more t-shirts, more sweats, more hoodies, um, because I... I work from I work remotely. I don't. Only time I go out the house really is drop my daughter off uh, at school in the morning, which some put on some basketball shorts and a hoodie and some sneakers. Do that. Um, I may go to church. I, not may go. To church. I go to church on Sundays, but I may dress up for that. You know what I'm saying? And that depending on how I feel, maybe that. Um, <clears throat> may go to an event somewhere, but for the most part, I'm. You know, if I've traveled for work. I may wear a suit, right? But for the most part, I'm in casual wear. How do you? Um, how do you approach casual wear, but also be fashionable as well? Um, so I think there's a way to do anything. Uh, so okay. for me, when I dress more casual, um, I have like, I have like three main aesthetics, right? So I have my okay. completely like tailored, um, suiting style. I have kind of my like edgy look, which is more like leans towards maybe almost kind of like a Western rocker kind of a vibe. So when I okay. see me in jeans and a t-shirt, Nine times out of ten, I probably still don't have on sneakers. I probably got on some St. Laurent boots, biker jacket, cowboy-style belt. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have, like, my prep look to where, like, I might have my little shorts on with my polo, with my sweater draped on. And I might throw – if I do wear sneakers, it's probably going to be, like, some new balance or something like that. So, like, those are, yeah. like, my three main things where I kind of stay in my lane. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's for me. Because I'm not really a fan of when I see people who stray so far style-wise. Especially mm-hmm. if you want to be considered a stylish person that people think about. I tell people to think about this. If someone was to want to dress up for, to um, as you for Halloween, what would be what comes to mind to people? Oh, I think Josh knows what I would probably I'm, I'm putting on some camel pants. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm going to be Brian, I'm putting on some camel pants and that jean jacket. <laughs> That's what I'm putting. Yeah. Listen, I, I, I wear olive. I wear camo. I, this is my my uh, my security blanket, my jean jacket, my denim jacket. Yeah. I wear yeah. this. Like said, but, you, but you have people who like stray so far, and they'll be completely yeah. different one day to the next. And it's kind of yeah. hard for people to really like understand like what your true personality may be because sometimes like we like to let our clothes kind of do the talking for us, right? I don't want to have yeah. to explain everything about me. You know what I mean? So like my clothes kind of tell a story. That may be the the early introduction to our actual conversation, but when mm-hmm. if you see this person in like one day you don't know if he a hood nigga who a rapper, the next, <laughs> the next day he got on a kilt, you don't know if he a right. what's going on. So like that kind of stuff is like that's those are the kind of things that I think of because at this point I think of fashion as a business. You know what I mean? For me, well, mm-hmm. I don't think of, fashion for me is a business. So for me. Yeah. The way I present myself does a lot of the legwork and people even just like trusting me or or um, understanding that I know the knowledge of what I'm talking about. So when I'm when I tell someone when someone asks me what I do for a living, I'm like, yo, I'm a, I'm a fashion designer. I design custom suits. And they look at me like, of course you do. Like what? Like, no, so just look at you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like that already kind of breaks down that first barrier, that first wall of that trying to trying to get people to understand who you are and respect you for what you do because one of the things one of the battles that I struggled with when I first started with designing suits was that in doing bespoke suiting it's a very premium product especially like the yeah. pricing and the, the lifestyle of the clientele 
And because I look so young, a lot of these more successful people, because normally it's more successful people that are your clientele, they yeah. didn't trust that I knew enough about this world because they thought I was so young. Mm. I even had an interview for this um, for this fashion school in LA years ago. And I went in, I did the interview with the guy who owned the school, and it was supposed to be a class about styling. Mm. And because it's a fashion school, it isn't just like your typical college. So you have like a lot of like older, retired people who are trying to find like a second wave of like what yeah. they want to do with their life. And he was like, he was like, Thrash, he's like, I love you, brother. But to be honest, I don't think that it's going to translate well to our students because you look so young and a lot of them are, you know what I'm saying, older. And I don't think they're going to be receptive to being taught by someone that looks so young. And I was literally told that to my face. And I was like, wow. Like, so that was the, like the second time that I had kind of ran into that, that situation. So now, by the way I carry myself, the way I dress, um, the way I can talk about these types of things, like I said, I don't have to talk so much anymore. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to throw a question. Is that okay, Josh? Can I throw yeah. a question? Yeah, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <clears throat> All right. So you said, you know, bespoke fashion and premium fashion. So what about the folks? who want to dress nicely, they want to be suited and booted, um, but maybe they, they budget isn't as, you know, you know they, they got champagne taste, but a beer budget. <laughs> how do those who want the things, uh, what are some tips you would say as far as how to have that classic, nice, tailored look, but do it, I guess, on a, on a, on a budget? How do you do that? I think one of the biggest things that, uh, like I say, I mentioned earlier that I kind of um, was held back with is overestimating tailoring. I thought okay. that tailoring was something that, well, one, I didn't really know what the full extent of tailoring could be. I just thought, I just knew you go get him because I had my auntie who used to hem my pants for me when I was young. Um, but I didn't know you could literally reconstruct an entire piece of clothing. Um, mm-hmm. So before, when I kind of got in the game, it's like I didn't have... You know what I'm saying? The funds to be able to wear the things that I actually wanted to wear. So I started thrifting. I'm buying clothes for a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, and I'm taking them to the tailor and getting them reconstructed. Now I look like a million bucks, but you don't know. Like my whole fit, I may be in 50 bucks right now. So it's like being able to have an eye for quality things when thrifting. And then knowing how to work with a tailor to achieve the look that you're looking for, that you're going for. Mm-hmm. So th- th- that's the main thing with developing a style on a budget is finding the most, the, in it, the uh, an in- in- inexpensive way to find pieces that you like. And then working, finding you a really good tailor that can actually make them fit you as if they were made for you. Mm-hmm. Sounds, sounds good. I'm so glad you brought that up because <laughs> let me tell you something. I had a, um, I had a, I had to, I had to blame somebody, so I decided to blame you. You mm. did this, uh, the promo for Target and the Rowan Blazers uh, collection. I went on the, I went on the app thrash, maybe five <laughs> minutes later, and everything was sold out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like I just want this. I literally wanted one of everything that they had because I'm like, I like I like their stuff. And I mean, at their regular price point, it's cool. What I'm like, but if you're gonna put it at the target price, yeah, we gonna rack up. Said, you know what I'm saying? So I said, you know what? This man has all these followers. It's his fault. These people went and got it, and I was too late, <laughs> and I could, I couldn't get my stuff. No, but I think that I think that's that is an amazing point. The other thing about Ron Blazers is that 
um, Target also has like the bags, the hats, the belts, the, even the, the Apple Watch things. Talk to us a little bit about the power of accessories. What is mm. too much? What is not enough? You know what yeah. I'm saying? What are some staple pieces that people can incorporate um, into their looks? Yeah, so uh, I'm really into, when it comes to accessorizing, I'm really into mm -hmm. staple pieces. So I don't, Okay. Uh, I'm not sure if you noticed from my content, but I wear the same accessories every day. Mm -hmm. I wear the same watch. I wear the same bracelets. I I rarely switch up my eyewear. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I, when I find really good stuff, I like to stick with it. And that goes back to what I mentioned earlier about um, having a very specific aesthetic. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, so like when you think of thrash, you know, oh, those th when you see those sunglasses, like, oh shit, that's some shit thrash will wear. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah. So I also believe in balance. So if mm -hmm. I have a watch on one wrist, I want to balance it out with something on the other wrist. Mm -hmm. I, like, I, okay. I, was, I think it was yesterday or the day before, I, I had a chiropractor appointment. I put my watch on, and somehow I don't remember what I was doing, but I forgot to put my bracelets on, and I felt out of, I felt like out of whack mm -hmm. for the rest of the day because mm -hmm. I didn't have nothing on this hand. Um, mm. Even when I'm wearing a suit, right? I have my pocket square on my left chest. I wear a brooch on my right chest. And you'll see a lot of people that have the pocket square here and they have a brooch on the same side. I think mm. that's like an imbalance. So pocket mm, square okay. on this side, brooch on the other side. Um, I wear a small, simple chain. You know what I mean? Like I don't wear any big, gaudy jewelry. You know what I mean? Even my watch, like I wear this is a Rolex um, date day, um, day job. I got a 36 millimeter because I felt like it was just a little bit more elegant than these large oversized face watches that a lot of people wear. You know what I mm. mean? So I feel like there's just mm -hmm. an elegance to the way you can do certain things. You know what I mean? To where it doesn't come off gaudy, but it comes off as still elevated. Yeah. 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 And yeah. what about and a bag? That, like, is it, are you have a preference? For, I know you said you're not the crossbody. I don't really do crossbodies either. Um, and I'm so glad. Let's, let me go back for half. I'm so glad you talked about clothes being iron. Because we are looking at a generation. I have when I tell you I have to force oh, my son, yes. I have two sons. My oldest does not want to iron. I said, boy, if you don't get in there and plug that iron, and, and I still got starch in my house. You can say what you want to say. That thing, you need to hit that thing a little bit. <laughs> um, but like, but no, and one of the reasons why I don't like crossbodies, because one, it's just not me, but also I don't want to wrinkle my shirt. Um, but so like so when it comes to a bag, are you more of a, a messenger? you know, duffel, backpack, like what is, what is, because I've seen some bags in your content, right? So what is, what is, what is that staple piece for you? Or would you suggest different bags for different fits? So, um, I think you can, but going back, like I said, I'm very, I, I wear a lot of the same exact thing. Sure. Like, sure. So, like right now, I just recently designed like my own bag that I carry daily, which is like a little small kind of like poultry size bag. Yeah. Um, mm. but I also have, this is like my briefcase. So if I need to travel, and you know, my lighting not too good. Ooh, that's that's nice. Yeah, so <laughs> that I can really like nice. carry my laptop, God. you know what I'm saying? Things like that, or like papers, anything, then this is what I carry. Um oh, tell us what that is offline. <laughs> I <want one> of those. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm not no gatekeeper type dude, bro. I, I love man. Um yes, that's a brand called God. Art Fair. It's A-R-T-P-H-E-R-E. -E, Art Fair. Mm, oh, so um okay. yeah. So I carry that bag when I need to carry like my laptop and things like that because of the shape of it. Um, if I'm like if I'm walking around town, if I'm like running around buying fabrics and things like that, I may carry like a duffel bag, like a small duffel bag, though not an oversized duffel bag. Mm -hmm. um, but like backpacks, I'm not a fan of. Um, 
I, I, I really, I loathe seeing people wear backpacks with suits. That'll drive me up the wall. <laughs> drive me up the Note wall. Noted. <laughs> drive me up the wall. It's like, why would Brian, you guilty? I, I wore a backpack with a suit before. Yeah. I, I mean, a lot of people have. But it's like, yeah. I, I just wish people understood, like, how that just kind of, like, breaks up the whole, like, Oh, it just, ah, I can't even really explain it. That shit, gets, that shit drives me up the wall. Cause, <laughs> um, it just like crushes the shoulders. And like, it just, it's not going to have your suit laying and just being pristine as you would want to be when wearing a suit. You know what I mean? You want to, yeah. well, you, you wear a suit when you want to present yourself well. Why would you want to mm-hmm. throw on something that is so casual and athletic when you're trying to present yourself this way? Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But that's why, like, yeah. I'll go to like a little small duffel bag or a tote bag or something like that that doesn't, you know, what I'm saying crush on your clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, Got it. Any other accessories that I can speak on? Yeah, that's really my main thing, man. Um, I'm big. I'm big on eyewear. Um, but it goes back to kind of what I was saying about I like to find things that I can wear consistently. So. I was looking for the right pair of like I love seventies era uh, eyewear. Okay. And I was looking for something that I could that was tinted, but I could still wear at night. And that became these. And now I don't want to wear anything else. Mm-hmm. I don't wear anything else. I wear these every single day now until I find the next thing. I have a lot of sunglasses that I spent a lot of good money on, but like once I find a new one. I'm locked yeah. in on just that one. Like that's just that's just how I am. Mm. I love it. Uh, so a few things, a few takeaways. You said consistency is important. So yes. whatever whatever you is yours, be consistent with that. Uh, you said tailoring is key uh, in you know figuring out what your body is. It doesn't have to be expensive. Tailoring is important. Yeah. Um, what else did we say? We said you know. Uh, making sure that if you're presenting, present well. Uh, you don't want to, you know, damper your pre- presentation with something that doesn't make sense as far as accessories. Uh, what mm-hmm. else did we do? We say here, iron oh, your clothes. Iron your clothes. <laughs> uh, we say undergarments are important. Uh, yes. you know, preferably a um a undershirt. You know, I know the, the mm-hmm. Wahites don't like wearing undershirts. Uh, but where are those? They, you know, they switch uh, straight through undershirts and good draws. That's what I said. Brian, try to keep professional. Put on a t-shirt, show some good draws, good, good and draw. replace them draws. Let me just see him for a second. If you've been had them Let's since high school and you're 30, yeah. all them draws are the garbage. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Listen, I, yeah. my, I, I am a Calvin and Nike only type of guy, the microfiber. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm with you. I hear you. Do brothers, I don't whatever your brand is, that's your thing. But re- don't, mm-hmm. don't keep wearing the same draws. Yeah, do nah. it. Get you some nah, good nah, stuff. Nah. Get you some good stuff. Pack, bro. Just, <laughs> no, it, get another pack. <laughs> and I'm, I'm an underwear nuts. I I have lots of underwear. I have probably enough Bruh. underwear for like three months. But I'm but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna replace all my underwear now and get some some more. Because as soon as I buy a pack, I throw, I throw I throw three, four, five away. Got you. So I'm just constantly rotating. Yeah, we'll get some like athletic feeling type. You know what I'm saying? Like some like dry fit type stuff, and realize mm-hmm. like how much more comfortable you're gonna be throughout the day. I promise you. Mm-hmm. You ain't gonna worry about riding up on you throughout the day. None of that stuff. Trust. Me. All right. So I feel like you gave us a lot of tips. Is there any other tips that you feel that maybe you feel like you may have missed or something that's essential? Uh, and um, you know, this is you know we cater to the blacks, right? So is there something we feel like our culture? We need mm-hmm. to understand about mm-hmm. fashion or some tip that you would give us. 
Ooh, nothing's standing out to me that we haven't touched on already. Okay. Grooming is always oh, very important. You can talk. We can stay here. We can stay here. Yeah. You can talk, talk about, about grooming. It. And we'll, and <laughs> we'll get about stuck. Grooming, grooming is, <laughs> is very important, man. Um, <laughs> I also come, like, I come from being a barber, so I ain't never needed a haircut for a long time. You <laughs> know what I mean? So uh, mm-hmm. not that I even cut my hair. I got, you know what I'm saying, freeform locks. Uh, but don't say my face and also I'm a person I don't really grow a lot of like body hair so like my <laughs> face this is like no it's not like I this is this is unshaven for me I mean I just I don't really have a lot I, I wow. can't grow a beard if I wanted one you know what I mean um <laughs> I'm actually I plan on shooting content today about fragrances uh people mm, okay I have a lot I have a lot of women that'll be like man I know that I know he smells good too and so uh, I was, I was like, I've been waiting to try to figure out how I wanted to create some content about the type of fragrances that I wear. And okay. Okay. the main thing I'm going to talk about is not just cologne. It's like, no, it's mm. everything. It's from the soap that I use. It's the the lotion. It's the mm. deodorant. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. the, you need to have the basis code. They gotta marry. Yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta have the basis code before you start throwing cologne on and stuff on top of it. You know what I mean? So, mm. um, I love it. Yeah, so I'm actually mm-hmm. that's some content that I plan on uh, creating today. Um, so that's important, man. It's just like I think about you ever just been somewhere and somebody they could they could have been well dressed, they could have been attractive, and they walk past you, just catch a whiff of like, and they stink. They had a long, yep. they had a long day. Mm-mm. I'm so <laughs> afraid of being that guy. That's why hygiene mm. is so important to me. Last thing I want to do is mm. think I'm out here fresh, think I'm out here killing it. And then somebody going home roasting my ass. You're my people. <laughs> it's, and it's sometimes not even a long day thrash. It's it's just, it's their choices. That's that true. aluminum free deodorant then exposed a lot of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't exposed a lot of y'all. Me and Brian, I, I listen, I know I talk about it. Bring me the, wrap me up like a to-go plate with the aluminum. Yeah, I want to be <laughs> secure. Yeah, give, me, give me the shit I know that works. That, yes. Try the it truth. Works. If, if, if my grandmama had Tussie, I don't want to have no Tussie. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that roller, the roller that joint. Roller, yeah, and it's, I think that's so important because I think people, we see so much content now about all the different fragrances and the, the difference between the air toilets and the perfumes and all those kind of things that we're missing the basics and finding a body wash that matches with your body and doesn't disrupt your pH balance, right? right. And then having the deodorant and all the, and the lotions that, that, that meshes well with their stuff. Like them notes, they don't always blend well together. Exactly. And you got to experiment sometimes with what works before you go outside sweating and you smell like hot dog water. I, mm, I love yeah. it. I thank you for bringing it up. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you know what I've realized though, bro? Like, yeah. it's just because we, we here, I've even realized with like certain deodorants, sometimes I've had to like change deodorants because it's like, something ain't right. You know what I mean? It's like, it takes a real person to be able to like diagnose like, man, this shit ain't covering me like it, it ain't hitting. It ain't hitting like it used to. So I got to find something else. I can't just sit here just because I'm so stuck in my ways. It's like, no nigga, mm. this shit ain't, you know what I'm saying? That, 20, that 48 hours ain't 48 hours. No. It ain't 48 hours. Because <laughs> I, I listen, I'll tell my business, I went from degree to Ms. Dove to now I use the it's made for women, but it is that citrus. Um, it's like a, it's in the white bottle. And I tell you, that thing works and it holds. Yeah, I I used to use I used to wear women's deodorant at one point. Cause that's another thing because of like all of these things we're speaking about. 
I like very like subtle um, things. I don't like things that are too overpowering, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so even when it, when I wear like the colognes that I wear are very almost like unisex in a sense. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because I don't like something that's just so overpowering. Um, yeah. But I could wear women's yodel for a while, and then like after a while, like I felt like that bitch wasn't doing his thing, so I had to go back to. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I also realized that like gel deodorants. Ooh, nah. They don't work. They don't do it. Y'all sticky and shit. Like, nah. But I just I I tried it before, but I only like the feeling. Yeah, yeah. I can't do no gel deodorant, bro. Can't do it. Oh, but yeah, I love Brando. I can sit here for a minute and while and one more thing before we move on. Don't be afraid to make sure that your underparts are clean and groomed. And you have some type of maybe deodorant or well, I, don't, I don't do the powders, but whatever your preferences are yeah. for all those parts as well. Because you, I mean, that's, it will rise up out of you. Yeah. And I'm telling like, you, it will. <laughs> yeah. Like the last thing. So <laughs> y'all want a funny story? I can give y'all a funny story. Yeah. yeah we we love a funny story. story. So I'm, I ain't worried about being judged by nobody. So <laughs> years ago, I had a client. He's a, he's a, you know what I'm saying, a big actor. Um, he had just got done filming a movie in Atlanta, and mm-hmm. after he f- got done filming the movie, he went to have his eye surgery, right, that he had been kind of putting off. As soon as he had the eye surgery, um, they called him back to do reshoots, but because of the surgery, he couldn't fly. So he had to take the Amtrak from L.A. Ooh. to Atlanta. My God. So, and because of the surgery, he couldn't lift over a certain amount of weight, like he couldn't do a lot of things. And he came over to get a haircut one day, and he was like... He over. I was on the phone because I had a, a funeral I had to go back home to in, in Hawkinsville. So he overheard me that I had to go back home the same dates that he needed to go. So he was like, yo, mm-hmm. I can get the studio to pay you to come with me. You know what I'm saying? Because I need to have somebody to travel with me anyway. I got to take this train. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck. If, I, if I'm going to be on a three-day train, I'd rather be with a comedian. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take this journey. Three days to get there, three days to get back. Um... I ended up we had a we had a like kind of like a layover thing in New Orleans where we had to get off the uh, train, stay overnight, and then hop back on early in the morning. I get food poisoning in New Orleans. Mm. Now wow. I still have twenty four hours to spend on a train while Oof. I have food poisoning. Long story short, my God. In my sleep, so we had like we had like a little sleeper car. I don't know if you've ever been like on a train, but. Kind of like the the first class of a train is called like, they call it sleeper cars where you have like little bunk bags or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In my sleep, I ended up trying to let a little poot out. <gasps> no. Ooh. So. Oh. I don't have my luggage. None of that shit because your luggage is somewhere else on the, on the train, right? Yeah. I'm trying to figure out how do I get to my luggage so I can change my right. underwear. <laughs> da, da, da. So. Oh, I'm trying to. So I need to go to the bathroom, right? So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna just take my underwear off. I'm gonna just free ball for the rest of the for the rest of the trip. I can't get to my underwear. Yeah, because of the way the the sleeper car we was on didn't have bathrooms on our car. (gasps) The dude told me, "Oh yeah, you have to walk through coach to get (gasps) to the nearest bathroom." Oh no! Imagine I am six foot four. For a person sitting down on a train, your head will be right yes. butt level for me. Could you imagine me having to walk through oh, the no. entire train? Imagine being on an airplane and somebody walking yeah. by you 
and they ain't been able to properly clean themselves. Oh. Bro, I was terrified. My God. I don't I was terrified. Wow, okay. So I don't okay. All right, so yeah. the way <laughs> so the, the way I ended up figuring this situation out. Jesus. So on the, so on the sleeper car train, you have yeah. um you have two different types of sleeper car. You have like one that's just meant for two people, then you have one that's meant for like families, right? So it has like more extra room. And they actually have a small shower. It's like a toilet inside of the shower type thing. I found one that was empty. Man, I slid in that thing so smooth and locked that door behind me. And <laughs> they got like a little wash bowl in there, like a little sink. I took that soap. I went in the um, I went in the bathroom. I finished using the bathroom so to make sure I didn't have that issue again. My God. I, I took those underwear off. I hid them in the little trash can that was in the little uh in the little undercarriage thing. And I wa- I cleaned my I washed myself up. <clears throat> I just had to not wear underwear for the rest of the trip. But I had on like some little Adidas, little joggers, or whatever. And man, to this day, so the way those trains work, like you stop at different stations and new people yeah. get on and get off. So mm-hmm. whoever whoever's room that was hadn't obviously got on yet, but they were gonna get on at some point. <laughs> and man, I feel bad for whoever walked in that room <laughs> out where that smell was coming from. <laughs> and I was paranoid the rest of that trip because I just knew somebody was going. It was going to be yeah. a camera that saw me go in there or something, and they was going to come Ooh. and get me. But yeah, bro. So that just goes back to like knowing that your hygiene isn't right and having to walk by people. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't let. I can't let that be me. So I always got to make sure that every part of my body has to be well taken care of. Man. My my my! That Man. that's a story. That's a story. That is that, a story. That's, <laughs> that's a story. But that I, was, is like, story. Hey, I was sick. I don't feel bad about it. Like no, I, I, I get it. So, I mean, things happen. But yeah, context so, is king. We get yeah, so, my, so my client, he still be getting on my ass about that to this day, boy. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> oh man, so Thrash, man, we want to like this is. We probably could keep going for a minute. But, man, this has been absolutely amazing. Uh, I think Brian has two more cultural yeah, questions. We'll, we'll be going to wrap it up before we officially wrap up the conversation. So if you're down with it, we're going to give you two more. That works. Right, so we'll we're going to do two questions, <laughs> one this or that, and then one. Well, I'm going to do one this. Uh, what is one album you cannot live without? One album? Mm-hmm. Yeah, one album you cannot live Ooh. without. Hey, so I'm going to be real with y'all. When it comes to the music I listen to, I'm very much stuck in my ways. I listen to a bunch of old trap music still. Like you okay. ride with me, I still drive an old school. Like I'm, I'm very, I'm very G8. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Probably G's and Thug Motivation. Okay. One on one. Solid. Yeah. Solid. So, uh, well, a lot of people um, may not know is so Hawkinsville, where I'm from, is where G's is from as well. So I grew up with G. Like G's used to fuck. Okay. Jesus really? Dixed me when I was a jit. You know what I mean? Like my mama, her boy, Jesus' uncle was my mama's boyfriend. You know what I mean? Like we grew up like across the street from each other. So it's like my ties to Jesus like very. You know what I'm saying? Close to. You know what I'm saying? Close because of that. So yeah, nice. that's, that's definitely gonna be where I go without. That that's what's up. I love that. I love a connection. I love a connection. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. All right, finish this line and we'll wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the town thugging with my rounds. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> a pistol her booty hole, Brian. 
That's, that's, that's <laughs> a weird thing, man. Hey, I'm a real nigga. You gotta keep some harder than that, man. Okay, well, f- finish this line because I, I I still go for old school rap too. I still listen to Wind the Smoke Clear, some Three Six Mafia, dude. All right, ready? Finish the line. Mafia might get me now. Uh, go, go, let's go, let's go. Oh, 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 it might not. Slob on my knob. Oh, that's too easy. Come on now, you gotta. Come you on. gotta finish it if it's too <laughs> easy. Slob on my knob, like corn on the cob, check it with me, end of your job, lay on the bed, don't have to edge, don't have to be, don't have to bed. This is the game. Let's start the ball. Let's run the track. Come on now. You, you, my people. Right? That's, hey, nah. Josh, that's all I need. Hey, you gotta go Josh deep. Is really good on this side. You gotta go deep cut with me. You can't go commercial. You gotta go deep cut with me. Okay, okay. What's a deep cut that is your that's your joint? Ooh, oh, you, you got deep cut, Josh? No, go ahead. I'm let him go. Let him go. Let me see if y'all win. Let me see if y'all know this. I'ma have me a big, nice family. House on the hill for my mom and my pappy. I don't know lyrics. Yeah, Bro, I don't y'all know feel lyrics. Mom? I just don't know. I don't familiar feel familiar with. Feel mm-hmm. that, that's real Georgia. Now. That's back. That's backwoods country. We <laughs> had a song called Project Dreams, which stood for every country nigga in Georgia. I'm gonna have me a big nice. Um, I'm have me a big nice family. Oh damn, I'm fucking it up. Right now. <laughs> Chris probably know. Nice caddy house on the hill for my mom, my pappy. Still not happy. Hair still nappy. Making legal money, no fish trying to trap me. Have you ever been broke? Put your hands up. But uh, it's called Project Dreams. Like that was just a song that, like, if you from Georgia, you from the country, you know what I'm saying? You come from, you don't come from money. Like the things mm-hmm. they talk about in that song, man, just how you so like in your feelings. So that's yeah, like you got to like say so you got to go deep. You got to go deep cut with me. Oh, okay. Well, we'll have to bring it back for a music episode because you know we get stuck on music uh, on this show. Yeah, here, so. Thresh, this is definitely that that. not your last time in the virtual yeah, room. Let's just start. Let's just start <laughs> there. You are our people. Um, as we get ready to wrap up, man, just tell the people um, how they can connect with you, how they can follow and support everything you got going on. Yeah, my uh, my Instagram is uh, my personal Instagram is at Stay Fly Thrash. Uh, that's where you're gonna get a lot of uh, personal style inspiration. Uh, my business page is Thrash Bespoke, so therefore that's where you can go. You can book consultations with me. You can see client work that I've done. Um, my website is ThrashBespoke.com, which you can kind of see a lot of the same things. Um, uh, but yeah, that's that's the best way to find me. And I encourage you if you. If you like menswear style, to follow my Instagram because I try to stay consistent with just showing people how to how to wear elevated outfits, but still be fun and creative at the same time. Like we don't have to be so stiff just because we want to present ourselves like the young professionals that we are. Sounds good. Well, we appreciate you. Yes, sir. I appreciate y'all, man. I had a great time here. Yeah, for sure. Brian, you ready to move to the next segment? Let's do it. Let's get into it. You couldn't do it. You could never ever bring me down. Couldn't do it then. Couldn't. All right, puzzle pieces, man. That was an amazing conversation. I really wish. Man, listen, I really wish uh, we gotta Shut have thrash. thrash. Man. Gotta bring Shut him back. Thrash. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I would have loved to hear what his pocket enjoyed, but we had to, you know, we had to move on. Time kind of got past us, but it was a great conversation. That's what happens when you have uh, when, so you're, when, when you're having fun. You don't even realize listen, how time be flying past you. Listen, we we ordered we scheduled the Uber at a certain time. The Uber came at a certain time. We want to get charged for you know. Uh, for the um, for the, you know for canceling or anything like that. So Thrash, thank you for st- uh, stopping by. We would love to yes, have you sir. back. You're going to be back uh, at any point. Um, come to Atlanta. You're from you're from here. So come come back. No, 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 no
<laughs> he but, but, okay, big big Georgia. Let's say Georgia. He's from Georgia. Yeah. So come back. That's to one of them bills I ain't never heard. When that man said it was twenty five hundred people, I said, "Oh, that's my high school." Oh, that's that's your, that's where Moore Lawrence from. That's that's a small town. But don't come back on the, on the Amtrak. Don't come back on the train. Morehouse is MLK Auditorium holds three thousand. We could fit his whole my city God. and still have three hundred seats left. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so pockets of joy. <laughs> this is the time and space in the episode where we kind of talk about what we're doing intentionally yeah. to bring yeah. us joy. So, Josh, what are you planning on doing to bring yourself joy this week? I'm gonna fry me some chicken tonight. Oh God, so I want some fried chicken. I'm sorry, y'all know I'm, I'm I care about my health. Now I'm not one of the health nuts that be like, oh, no fried food, no fat day food. Um, I was mm-hmm. watching a video. I follow a few chefs, home cooks on the on the grams and the mm-hmm. socials and all those kind of things. Yeah. And um, shout out to um, One Stop Chop. I don't know if that's his official IG, but he he I've cooked a few of his recipes. And he um, the, the man cooks. Um, and he just had a I don't need no fried chicken recipe. Josh Rogers, mm-hmm. as many said in the help, Josh Rogers don't burn no fried chicken. Um, <laughs> I know how to fry some chicken, but just seeing him prepare was like ooh. I ain't had no homemade fried chicken yeah. in a minute. So tonight, as you listen to this, it's, it's Wednesday night when I'm doing mm-hmm. do this. I would have fried me some fried chicken. And um, I don't know what I'm going to make with it. I just know I want some fried chicken. <laughs> I might buy some white bread, bro. That might go real My country. God. But I want me some mm-hmm. crispy, fresh fried chicken. You know, you know I'm going to do mm-hmm. a wing, a whole wing. Um, oh, yeah. And I ain't doing no sauce. And I might do some of it in some gravy and cook some rice. I'm about to mm. eat, Brian. That's eat. good. I, I love that for you. Yeah. So that's what I'm gonna do for joy. I'm gonna give me a good comfort meal in the middle of the week. Cause here's the thing, mm-hmm. my mama used to cook like this. Then in the middle of the week, she would fry some chicken, make some green beans, mm. and a box macaroni like on a Tuesday. Yeah. And that was dinner. Cause you know, one of God they had time to know full macaroni in the middle of the week. But that would be, no. we would have some like we would have some comfort foods in the middle of the week. So I'm doing it tonight, brother. That's gonna be joy for me. How about you? Listen, uh, I am going to. I get paid Friday. You know how black people do when you get paid. Uh, listen, you do. <laughs> listen, let's be, let me be honest. I still, you know, we we're doing well in life, but still, like p- payday is different. You do things on payday. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to get my be a pedicure on, on payday. Uh, I'm going to the tailor. Actually, I'm having this conversation. I have some stuff that I need to get tailored, but I'm going to the tailor. Drop some mm-hmm. things off to get you know some suits taken okay. care of. Okay. Um, probably gonna give me some more draws, right? <laughs> Based off the conversation. <laughs> okay. Um, and then, um, I don't know other than I, that's going to bring me joy. Probably find, might go to a record store. Um, uh, just do all the things I enjoy, like, you know, you know, um, getting some clothes, retail therapy, buy some music. Let me tell, let like me tell you one thing. What? I will cancel your joy. If you go into one of the record stores and you see one of my favorite artists or albums and you don't send me no <laughs> picture, ask me to send you some money. Okay. Okay. Cause if I got to find out about it on the Instagram. Now, mm-hmm. let me pull up the Peachtree Corners on you, okay? So, if you see if you see a Jodeci album, just let me know, oh. okay? <clears throat> did, you, did you ever get the Did you ever get the uh, brown sugar? I ain't no? bought no vinyls in a minute. I need to. Okay. Um, All right. So. But I specifically, Jodeci. Um, okay. Who else would be good? Uh, a Three Six Mafia or something. If you see them out there, you know you know my people. Yeah. Let me know. Uh, oh, Kurt Franklin's debut. Reason why we sing. If you see that one out there. I would love mm. that. I would love that. I would love that. Um, all right. So, did Ronnie Jenkins do what he's supposed to do this week? Uh, yes. We got something in there. All right. Let's get into it. 
Let's do it. All right, family, friends, and all the other black people who are listening, um, and then everyone else who ain't black as well, welcome mm-hmm. to this segment we call the Post Office Box. This is the segment where you can write in and be a part of the show, but before you get into the letter and read out loud, I want to let you know that you can join in in a specific way. And you can do that by writing in to ask the GXR, that's A-S-K, the GXR at gmail.com. We will do a few things. We'll read your letter out loud if we like it. We want to give you a pseudonym because we respect <laughs> your privacy and your pronouns, and then mm-hmm. we're going to give you the best non-professional therapy advice that you can receive on Cicely types of the internet. So, with that being said, understood and accepted, Brian, who do we have and what do they want? All right, we have pronouns she, her. Oh, Miriam, no last name. Just Miriam. Just, just Miriam. Okay. <laughs> like in the Bible, Miriam. Uh, I suppose. Moses, uh-huh. <laughs> All right, Miriam. Uh, hey, Josh and Brian. Hold on, Brian, real quick. Yeah. These viral characters really didn't have no last names. Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm-mm. They were just out here, David. Paul, Mm -hmm. they were just just out here. Mary. Well, Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene. Yeah, Mary Mary of Magdalene. She she was from Magdalene. Like, so they either Mm -hmm. named after, like, where they from or what they do. Like, Rahab the harlot. Like, what? Like, why she? (laughs) Like, God, why you put her out here like that? Like... The whole every time we have the Judas of Iscarot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that's funny. Just yeah, first funny. names, no last names. I'm gonna start Adam going Eve by first. No what was what you think Adam Eve last name was? Um Adam of God, because that's where he came <laughs> from. <laughs> rib <laughs> Dirty Church Dirty Church. Adam Adam Earth. Adam Earth. <laughs> Adam Earth. <laughs> <laughs> he was the first Dirt. Adam Black, but he was the first. He was the first Jenkins. Adam Jenkins. <laughs> that sounds like a black name. Adam and Eve Jenkins. Cain for... Jenkins and Abel Jenkins. Glory <laughs> to God. Miriam uh, writes. Miriam writes. Miriam no last name writes. Hey Josh and Brian, hope you two are well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to ask a fun question after the series of drama with the friend group. I mean, I did enjoy that mess. So. <laughs> So, fellow listeners, bring it on. Uh, My family and I are preparing for the holidays. Most of us live in different cities, so we start planning early to make sure gifts arrive in time in case we do not visit each other. I get a particularly bad gift from one family member every single year. I've been there before. I've gotten some really bad (laughs) gifts. Uh, Since we are preparing this list now, how do I ensure that I get what I want or at least not receive such a crappy gift? Love y'all and the show, Miriam. No Real quick, didn't you talk to us last year about a particular aunt or somebody who gives you a bad gift? Yeah, man. I, yeah, <laughs> it was a it was a tie. I feel like she regifted it. It was a bad tie. It was an ugly tie. I feel like she regifted it. You know, um, yeah, like it was just it was an ugly tie. It was like, and, and my whole funny. thing is like the the disrespect of it all is like you really think that I will want this? Like that's the thing. I feel like well, you like you you know me, and you mm-hmm. think you see how mm-hmm. I dress. Mm-hmm. You think I would want this tie? We got to talk about one day that a particular person that we both know who had mm-hmm. a pretty high position in organization that we were all a part of gave our friend okay. Chris Moore a pair of shoes. <laughs> and they were terrible. 
<laughs> and when Terrible. he didn't wear them, that person said, "If you didn't like the shoes, you could have just." Said <laughs> but the bigger, the bigger thing is, is that you thought I would like these shoes. Is that that's exactly. the bigger question? That's so. So am I? <laughs> a, 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 who? So am I wrong for not presenting the fact that, like, you know, <laughs> what what did I give off to make you that's, think that I would enjoy these? <laughs> right, what did I do? Is it me or is it you? Like, who who is at fault here? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But what would be your advice as you particularly went through this, right? How uh, would you tell somebody? It, <laughs> depending on what your method is, like if y'all have a spreadsheet, you know, years past, we will put on there like, you know, we had an Excel spreadsheet and we'll put on there what we want. And then if you go, if you have that, be specific. Like, I want this. Not just I want a tie. Not just want some socks. I want some sneakers. Like, put in a, maybe a link to something, you know, if it's on Amazon, you know, have you create your cart and they can go in there and just, just get it. You know what I'm saying? They have it now that we can do gift purchases and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. You can do registries, yeah. whatever you need, like be more specific. And that's, let me talk about that. Being specific in what you want. Like that's an area I feel like we all probably need to grow in is basically saying, this is what I want. Right. We talked about it earlier about the restaurants and stuff like that. I get it, but just in life, sometimes there are certain places and space where people give us the opportunity to speak up and yeah. say what you want. This is one of those things that, hey, this is what I want. I don't want you to waste your money. I don't want you to waste your time. This is what I would like, especially if you can get it for yourself. Like, be like, hey, this is what I want. And, um, you know, don't don't waste your money on something or, or, or a gift card will work. And you can go buy it yourself. Josh? I, I don't really have much to add to. I did all those things. So. From family, I don't know that I've gotten particularly bad gifts. I've gotten some things that I didn't care for because I am just a fashion episode. I think I have. Mm-hmm. I think if you know me, I have a pretty distinctive style. Um, yeah. I may venture out and try some things, like you know what I'm saying. But for the most part, mm-hmm. you can almost guarantee. I can almost kind of be. I ain't gonna say predictable, but you know what I'm. My aesthetic will be. I do uh-huh. think, though, that because some of my family members believe that I am the more fashion forward one of the family, mm-hmm. they yeah. will buy some stuff that'll be like, ooh, Josh gonna love this. And I'd be like, I don't. Because I'm a flower <laughs> child. I love a, I love a floral yeah. shirt. And there have been yeah. some things people try to present with me. I'd be like, not that, though. That, that ain't it. Yeah, that ain't it. So I love to Brian's point to where don't just say I want a shirt or I like H&M. Yeah. Like, put the exact link. Like, um, so in my family group, I'm usually a little bit more vague um, because they they they're pretty consistent. In our friend group, though, because I don't know who gonna end up shopping, we do a secret center with our college mm-hmm. friends. I like if Johnny ever got me, I'll be safe. Keisha has got me before, safe. There's one particular person <laughs> who got me twice, and both times I returned their gifts. Um, they just don't. And, I, and the crazy <laughs> thing is that I put links. I put links, <laughs> and I put like. I list like 12 things. So there are Mm -hmm. a plethora of options within our price point. Mm -hmm. I don't understand why you, why you mess up (laughs) and I give you exactly what it is. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, put links, describe the things. I want a blue paisley tie made by Ralph Lauren. Like you might have to be that specific. specific. (laughs) Or just be like, I want all gift cards and hear my favorite stories. Yeah. I know some people think gift cards are impersonal. I've gotten to a place in my life where I don't think that way anymore. I used to think that way, but for some, no, but no. I'm also, but the reason why I appreciate gift cards and into the day of things, and I left, I leave it alone after this, is that I am, I'm, I'm in, I'm doing bulking season for real this year, Brian. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm eating three meals a day, 
three full meals a day plus a protein shake. Next month, that's increasing mm-hmm. to four full meals a day plus two protein shakes um, mm. and snacking in between. So I'm about to, I'm trying to gain like 20 pounds to cut 10 to tone up. Okay. That means I'm fluctuating in what I'm wearing. So yeah. get, and then ultimately, when I get to my final quote unquote size, clothes are going to sit on me differently. Shout out to the conversation we just had. So I would prefer yeah. the gift card. So like I may like my waist may be a 30, but because my thighs are growing, I need the 32 for the extra room yeah. all around. Let me yeah. make that. Just let, let me go try these. And I hate trying no clothes, but I know I'm in a phase mm-hmm. where I have to do that. So give me the gift card yeah. um, because I know like my mama. My mama is a clearance queen. So she may buy me something from H&M and it's a dope shirt, but she only paid $12 for it. Then yeah. I go after Christmas and it ain't nothing in there for $12. Yeah. And now, I'm, now I'm stuck with this $12 <laughs> store credit. Then, you know, I'm like, what up in the buy? You know what I'm saying? So like, in some cases, let yeah. me do your card. Um, and for you, sis, everything Brian said and just plus all that context. That's it. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, thank you, Miriam. Yeah, thank you, Miriam. Uh, Let us we'll know see. closer to the holidays how it goes, I suppose. Yeah, it's so well, close. Maybe like, the holidays are like right around the corner. Yeah, like, bro, we're in November. It's Christmas next week time. Is like, November. Next week. Next yeah, week next is, week is November. Christmas time. Next week is we November. Are... Shout out. Can I do this real quick since we're here? Yeah. My yeah. pastor's birthday is October 31st, and I don't think we're going to record or be have an episode. So happy birthday, Pastor Smokey. Oh, happy birthday. I <laughs> happy need you. Happy birthday, Pastor Smokey. I... Listen. I, 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 we, but I'm like, I don't like you. That is an iconic song. Icon. That is an iconic song. It is like it's a, it's a, it's a song that like you like. It's you came out the gate with probably one of your most like revolu- not, not revolutionary. Out of the gate, one of your distinct songs. Like you came out can the I, gate, gate hot. Can I say something? And I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna drop it because I don't want us to get okay. stuck because we already getting close on time, overtime. Okay. I need you now. Is the gospel uh, ordinary people? It is. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. It came out at the same time too. Like, like it came out just, at the same just time. A ballad, just piano. Their first like single that kind of defined who they are. I'm gonna tell you that. It, it, it set the it. stage. Both. Yes. Their, it came out at the same time too. I want to say like. And if not the same time, very close. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to say I had the Smoking Awful first album with the he had the purple on and he was like did the you know R and B pose. <laughs> um, let me see. I'm gonna look up. I need you now, Smokey Norfolk, and see when it came out. Okay, and I feel like order people was, Yeah, but I say it was. I feel like a little bit later than that. So is it that it is Smokey? Is Smokey uh, walks or, or so just so? Or so John people, 2004. They both light skin. Huh? Both both light skin. <laughs> Listen, if it hadn't been for Smokey, there would be no John Legend. There would, there would be no John Legend. <laughs> Next time I talk to you, I'm gonna say that. You paved the way for John Legend. You, you're the gospel John Legend. You're the gospel John Legend. <laughs> or no, he's the RBU because you were out first. <laughs> That's true. That is true. That is true. Uh, all right. Great conversation. Let's do it. Uh, let's do it. Let me talk. Let me talk. All right, we're here to great conversation, and we it's the point of the episode where we get some things off of our chest. I say it every mm-hmm. week. Tomorrow's not promised, mm-hmm. so cuss the people mm-hmm. out today. Uh, mm-hmm. Josh, uh, I, I'm gonna choose Joy this week. I'm okay. gonna talk to you. Do you have anything you want to get off your chest? This week? I have several things. I am not choosing okay. Joy. I am choosing okay. violence. Number one, <laughs> when I said I was gonna keep this anonymous, so I'm gonna stay true to my promise. One of our okay. faithful listeners, okay, um, sent me a message. Sent okay. me a um, not really a message. Forwarded me a video. You know, you see a video, some you think it's coming yeah. to somebody. 
And they was like, so I, before I clicked on the video, I read the message said, oh my God, this person looks so much like you. So I clicked like, the video. As in, hold on, hold on, you as it looks like Josh Rogers? As okay. in Joshua Jamal Rogers. Thank you. From Memphis. The first. <laughs> so first of his name, right? So I'm, so I clicked the video and I'm okay. watching it. And it's about, it's a listen, it's a, it's a skit. You go, you go flip when I tell you who, who it was. It's a comedy skit. Okay. From a very popular social media influencer. Now, to this person's credit, they don't, they're not as familiar with this company person, but that's, that's regardless of the situation. Okay. We're looking at visuals here. I'm watching the skit, Brian. I'm looking <laughs> at every male character in the skit and I'm trying to see is there any, because I was told I look like um, Marquis uh, Richardson from um, Dear White People. The one who um, uh, he was the the, 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 um, the pro-black one. Militant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Militant yeah. Okay. And I was yeah. like, I don't really see it, but like, one, I'm not offended because he's a handsome guy. But yeah. I don't. But I could also see how maybe you could make that because we got maybe some mm-hmm. similar features, similar skin tone, but I don't see it at all. But I was like, okay, maybe. So like stuff like that, I'm like, okay, that's what you see. I don't see it. This one though, Brian, mm-hmm. I'm looking, I'm scouring the video. I watched it like three <laughs> times. So mm-hmm. I said, I look like who? <laughs> and it was like the person who's it was a funeral skit. The person who's crying. I said, Desi Banks. <laughs> uh, nah. And they was that. like, they was like, I, I don't guess see that. I don't know who that is. I said, that's who this main character is. I'm like, I don't see Desi Banks. Look nothing like Nah. Desi. And this is no shade to Desi Banks. I mean, I could. Shade that comparison, but I'm not gonna do that. No, nah. I look nothing like that man. So <laughs> I just wanted to put that out there and say, don't you be sending me stuff talking about who I look like, and I don't look like my, my DNA don't suggest any of those things. Okay, right. let's start there. I'm sure you're looking up a picture right now, Brian. It yeah, don't, you it, ain't gotta look it up. It, it, it ain't there. I, it don't. It, and, it ain't there. Only thing I can see right now is that he has a haircut that looks like yours at one point in his life. But other than that, I don't see that resemblance. No, I don't see that. Yeah, no. Not no. at all. Desi Banks. <laughs> and I dare some of you Negroes who listen today be like, you know what? I do see it. No, you don't. Don't lie to yourself. <laughs> Second thing. I didn't put this on the billboard, but and I'm going to tell you why because I want to talk about it here. Jay-Z told us what to pick. He had an interview with Gail King and she mm-hmm. asked him the famous question about the 500K versus the, the lunch with him. And Jay-Z said, take the $500,000 if you want to know my secrets and listen to my album. Yeah. Solve the problem. Now, people still can choose what you want to choose if that scenario ever came to you. But Jay-Z told yeah. you what he would want you to do, which means that if this was a real scenario, this ain't my greatest conversation, right? If this was a real mm-hmm. scenario, Jay-Z probably would look at you across that dinner table like, why are we here? Because I told you what to be. I didn't want to eat yes. you, no way. Right? Yes. So, yes. That's the, so, so, don't, so now don't, just, don't ever go to places you, you're not wanted. Jay-Z said, exactly. I don't want to talk to y'all. He said it. Here's where, this is my greatest conversation. Ricky Rose. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Stay uh-huh. out of poor people, middle class. Right. <laughs> right. He gets on the internet and said, you gotta, you gotta take the, people want to take the $500. It's about the wisdom and the knowledge. I had lunch with Jay-Z and he gave me advice and told me this, this, and this, and that about the record business. And it took me my level up. Let's, 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 let's make, let's make a few things. Mm. You say after you released your first album, your debut album was pretty darn successful. At this point uh, in your career, you were already a millionaire. 
Yeah. You didn't need five hundred thousand dollars. Let's also talk about because you're in the industry, the proximity that you already had to Jay Z at the time mm-hmm. of your debut album. Jay Z today wasn't the Jay Z back then. Mm-hmm. You had far, and you probably still can reach out to him today, but he was much more easy to access. Yeah. At the time of your debut album, so you're talking about two scenarios that most people never have. You already probably had Jay Z's phone number, at least a way to contact him. Mm-hmm. Regular folk don't have that. Yep. And you already have well over $500,000 in your bank account. Yep. So the so like it's your it is your access to all this wealth and wisdom that you just had anyway. You didn't need the money and you could have literally just called Jay-Z and said, "Hey, I want to talk to you about something." And boom 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 boom. boom right? And I I want to come back this idea to where people may say, well, you give somebody who's not good with money $500,000, they're going to waste it anyway. You give people who ain't good at listening advice, they're going to waste advice anyway. You know what I mean? People got degrees and don't use them and and miss me with the whole thing about some stuff I learned in college I don't use. No, I don't use Pythagorean theorem in college either, but I did take a public speaking course. So when I do all these presentations, I'm putting it to use. I thought that my stats class was useless. When I have to do this data from these grants that I'm managing, I'm putting it to use, right? And mm-hmm. there are people who are looking at some education, some wisdom, some learnings that they gather and and think that there's no value in it. But if you really take a deep dive, some of this stuff that we've learned, we've been taught. Your mama been trying to instill common sense in you for the longest, and you still an mm-hmm. idiot in these streets. So <laughs> it doesn't matter what resource you give a person, be it money, be it wisdom, whatever it is, in the hands of the wrong person, they're going to squander it. But let me also go on the record and also say that there are people who are not bad at money management. They are faced with systemic challenges that mm-hmm. and that has allowed them um, to create debt and to be in situations that's prevented them to be successful. I'm going to say it like this. The reason why I'm going to take $500,000 is because, one, everything that Jay-Z has done, I'm not saying that it's easy, but I have, Brian, me and you both have a certain level of intelligence and mm-hmm. will and exposure. If we had a certain amount of money, I, too, can start my own beverage line. Yep. I, too, can go buy a bunch of real estate and flip it and make some money. Yeah. I, like, not the stuff that Jay-Z has done has been amazing, but it is yeah. not impossible. Right. No. So if you go to YouTube, if you read certain books, if you connect with other people, right, who may not be as rich as Jay Z, but just have the knowledge, you too can do the same things. Yeah. Right. So five hundred thousand dollars can literally change your life. Here's the thing with me: I don't have five hundred thousand dollars worth of debt. Even if now, if you add my house into the equation, yeah. maybe. But here's the thing: five hundred thousand dollars could pay my house off right now, and I would still yep. have a little coin left. I wouldn't have much left. But I would have a little coin left, right? Yeah, but you can but still here, flip to something else. But I could flip something, or I could just be, or I could just not have a mortgage. Yeah. Do you know how you know how that changes things, bro? Imagine oh, your life yeah. with no mortgage. Oh yeah, I'm. Thank you. How much money you saving a month? And, and that's my thing. You know and, and that's what I'm saying. Five hundred thousand dollars, whether I invest it <clears> or even if I just pay off my debt, even if I didn't pay my house off, if I pay my cars off, pay my insurance off for the year, like all that different kind of stuff, and even just put half of that two fifty on my home. My note has significantly decreased. I have mm-hmm. a car note. Well, I don't, we only got one car note now because that's your car paid off. Like, you know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, bro, get rid of el- eliminate all my credit card debt. I mean, wipe them all out. Like, that's it. my credit score ain't bad now. But do you know the level of access I would have? I had zero debt. Like, yeah. zero debt. Pay all my student loans off. Zero debt. Yeah. $500,000 yeah. can change the game for a lot of people. And then you have people in marginalized communities who don't even have the same type of debt that I have. So they right. could not only cure their debt, but be a significant start. They could buy a home with cash. They ain't got to go buy a million dollar home. They can go buy two, two fifty, three hundred thousand, a little starter home, still have some money left, 
right? Yep. All I'm saying is, is that I I like I like Ross. So <laughs> this is not a Ross banter, but what I'm saying is that I it gets on my nerves when people of a specific privilege get on the internet and start saying certain things and yes. you seem so disconnected from reality, mm-hmm. right? For a poor person, Jay-Z's advice is not going to change their life in the way that it changed Rick Ross. You were already a successful rapper, bro. So him telling yeah. you some things about how to navigate, you know, the rap industry and how you should write your songs. It's, it's just it's helping you curate and perfect a craft that you were already successful in. If I'm yeah. this poor broke, Jay-Z telling me I made it out the hood is inspiring because he came from the projects, too. But what does that do? I left this dinner and I'm still baroque. Mm-hmm. $500,000 yeah. could change the trajectory. I work in media. I'm not saying I'm going to ever meet Jay-Z. But there's a likelihood I could be in the same space at some point in my media career that Jay-Z might be in. Yeah. I might not, his security guard might not let me nowhere near him. <laughs> but the point <laughs> of the matter is, depending on what life takes you, you may have a greater chance of running into Jay-Z or being in the same room, breathing the same air Jay-Z, than you would with yeah. a tax-free 500K. Just out the yeah. loop. Right? Yeah, yeah. Take the money. Mm-hmm. Rick Ross, mind your own pocket. Last yeah. but not least, I talked about it before. There's this gentleman who I think went back and forth with Lecrae over the Righteous and Ratchet shirt. Oh. Somebody, well, I ain't gonna say somebody, Jonathan McReynolds reshared his video. Is where I, that's how I saw it. I forget the dude's name. Is it Lee or something like that? Uh, D1, I think. D1. Like there it is. Yeah. This is not a D. Like, I, I don't, me, me and Brian are not in the business of bashing people and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. This is to his message, though. He said that um, something about hip hop legends, and we got to be careful of who we call legends because legends mean that you're you. This is what he. This is his definition. He said we got to be careful of what we call legends. No, did he start off this? You got to be careful what we start legends, especially in hip hop. What are they legends of? Legends of talking about music that destroyed the community. Legends that only highlight what's between your legs. Legends of talking about selling drugs. We can't be talking about if you a legend. I don't want to celebrate that. Blah blah blah. And then he ends the conversation by saying. A le- we got to be careful because legend at its purest sense simply means that you're the best at your craft. Let's take subject matter apart. Let's go back to Jay-Z. Jay-Z talks about, well, he won't talk about sex as much. When he do talk about drugs, he has talked about, and shout out Smokey Robinson, gang banging, right? He's talked about, <laughs> he's talked about pimping, all that other kind of stuff, drinking. Content aside, Jay-Z is one of the, well, not, is not one of, the best rapper at, of, of the day. You can't yeah. take that away from him. No matter the content, he's the greatest <clears throat> rapper of yeah. all time, right? Yes. Better than this D1 guy, better than Lecrae, better than, you know what I'm saying? What? And Anybody. I'm not even the, I'm not even the hugest yeah. Jay-Z fan, right? And, and I say that in terms of like when y'all was in the group chat listing y'all top album from one to five, I don't necessarily have that. I listen to Jay-Z, I do. And if he's on my route rush, Mount Rushmore, he's number one on my list because I understand what he's done for the game. But I'm not so locked in to where I'd be like, oh, this album, that album, blah, blah, blah. But I'm still able to understand and respect what this what this man's talent is concerning rap. So in terms of a hip-hop legend, he is a hip... Content aside, he's a hip-hop legend, yeah. right? Grandmaster yeah. Flash is a hip-hop legend just because of who, yeah. where he sits in history. Nicki Minaj, despite her content, all her antics... What she did as a woman mm-hmm. in rap makes her a legend. Um, yeah. if we talk about my girl Gangsta Boo from Memphis in Women in the South. She is a curator. She was a legend, right? Mm-hmm. You can't, like, legendary status is exactly what you said, bro. It means that yeah. you're one of the best at your craft. It does not mean that your content is going to be the greatest. 
It doesn't mean right. that everybody's going to agree. It doesn't mean that's always going to be positive, but it does mean in, that the industry that you're a part of, right, the um, the genre that you represent across whatever it is, rap, TV, blah, blah, blah. People see people see Eddie Murphy as a legend, and he mm -hmm. is. I don't particularly enjoy Eddie Murphy's company. Mm -hmm. And that's and that's not. I just don't. I'm just. But it, yeah. he doesn't do it for me. You can look at Raw, bro. I've looked at Raw and chuckled a couple of times. Mm -hmm. I know people mm -hmm. say that is the greatest comedy special of all time, but it does not mean that that man is not a legend in comedy, right? In black yeah. film and all these different types of things. It just is what it is. And some people can say that Raw is so vulgar, <clears> blah, blah blah blah, but it doesn't change the fact that Eddie Murphy is still freaking Eddie Murphy, right? Yeah. So I think he was trying to be so deep. Like I get what you're trying to say. But when you end that conversation by literally defining what legendary status is and then take it yeah. away because you want to say, oh, because they talk about sex, he can't be a legend. Because we glorify yeah. sex. No, like my mama, my mama don't listen to nothing but the Lord's music. But if you ask <laughs> the woman of God today about Beyonce, she's able to recognize who Beyonce is just because of her star power. That alone yeah. makes her legendary. Yeah. Period. I ain't got to agree with no lyric on Renaissance. But mm -hmm. it doesn't change the fact that Beyonce is who she is. So I just yeah. it, it gets me riled up. Those are my three. Yeah. I'm gonna let it alone. Yeah. Brian, I don't know if you want to add anything to it. Feel free, but I, I just I feel like people try to find reasons, and you can be critical. You know what I'm saying? I, uh, you know, let me come back and go for it. Sometimes mm -hmm. in, the, in the Christian space, like I don't really do it that often. Um. Because I don't, the world is the world, so mm -hmm. the world is going to do what the world does. So I don't, I'm not going to criticize the world because the world is the world. They, quote unquote, they don't know better, right? So I'm not going to criticize the work. I'm, I'm probably more likely to criticize people who are in the church because you should know better, right? To a certain degree. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do it publicly. No. So in essence, I'm not really going to criticize. I might get jokes off and all that kind of stuff. Um, but to to criticize, oh, this music is this, the music is that. Like just because you, you chose. Expect? rappers to talk about right you talk about your experience you are now a christian rapper right you talk about your experience with christ rest in the fact that that's what you decided to talk about right don't be mad and it's something it also comes off as hater it also hatred because it's like you're not getting these these spins you're not getting these views right so you gonna not listen to this positive music like most people's lives aren't positive though you think about it like you know what i'm saying like there are people out there who's who they play the music for. Is they're playing to their audience, the people that they that they come from. Granted, the whites have not taken over hip hop in terms of what they listen to and all that kind of stuff. It also is an escape for a lot of people as far as they want to get to and listen to something that you know, you know, is a place. It's kind of like watching movies of something you have no clue about, right? Mm -hmm. It is what it mm -hmm. is. But like to to sit there and try to say to a legend this and legend that and we shouldn't glorify this glorify that like we can go down all the things that are in society right now right all the things in society that we we give we give credence to we give you know we 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 um i don't see something talking about the united states of america bro like one of the worst places in the world right in and we the greatest country in the world but you don't be criticizing you know genocide and murder and all that kind of stuff like there's there's so many things to talk about right uh, to come up on the internet and talk about like legends that we shouldn't glorify people destroying the community and stuff like that. There are so many things that are destroying our communities. So many, so things. many things. And, and here's so the thing. many I things. Don't just, I don't disagree with you that glorifying sex and rap and blah, 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 blah. Like we can have that conversation. 
But to we take can. away the fact, but like, just think about, even when we talk about um, God Rest His Soul, John Singleton, a lot of his music, yeah. I mean, a lot of his work was around the hood and the realities of it. And in some cases, you can have the same argument, but it doesn't change the fact that John Singleton is one of the greatest play uh, screenwriters, producers of all time. It just, it doesn't change it with Boys right. in the Hood all the way to Snowfall. Like, he mm-hmm. is who he is. You know what I'm saying? The stories are the stories. But John Singleton, real life people, it's real life <laughs> people, and 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 so we can have the conversation about what does this do for black community or what does this do for that. We can, I'm okay with having that conversation, but to, yeah. but to now snatch the legend status from him because he made a yeah. movie about the, the war on drugs, so to speak, that 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 man, right? Like, it That's don't, it stretch. don't, it don't. It and to your yeah. point, Brian, so, if, if, if we're going to keep it righteous and ratchet, if we're going to make that clear line, what do you expect these people who aren't <laughs> ministers of the gospel? Or what, what do you expect? I'm, I'm, I'm going to drop this off because this episode is getting long. It is long. It's already long. But oh, yeah. me and Brian was offline talking about the City Girls new album, Rock, right? Yeah. And I let Brian hear the intro. Because mm-hmm. you know, people say the city girls ain't no rappers. And in their intro, they were like, if you come listening for J. Cole, Queen Latin, blah, 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 and listen to the Romans, you said this rapper is about scheming, getting money, and you know, and vagina music. They said another word, right? And I say that to say, because that's who they branded themselves as, what did you expect them to rap about? They address right. the fact that they're not gonna be the deepest lyricists. This is what this album gonna be. And I'm and, and this is me not saying it's a pass for that kind of stuff to just run rampant, right? What I am saying mm-hmm. though is that this is these women's brand. Mm-hmm. My expectation is to hear about seducing and scheming, shout out yeah. rap stuff that comes out next week, right? So to his point, like I see what you're trying to do. Draw the land. Your your admir your evangelism tool at this moment it should be pushing people toward content that uplifts Christ, uplifts the community, blah, 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 blah. You don't have to tear down other people and you their don't. content you to don't. be able to lift that up. That has been one of my biggest issues with the church. Like, if yeah. we preach if we preach Jesus, yeah, I ain't got to talk about what Rick Ross do, or, you know, or, or whoever is doing in the world. I ain't got to talk about what Beyonce doing. Like, when we put all the rants about Beyonce, if you preach Christ, yes, I ain't got to worry about what Beyonce doing. No. I ain't got to worry about what these other people are doing. Because no. Christ alone is going to stand out. And whatever... Yeah. Your convictions are concerning these artists, their content, whatever it is. That's going to stand because that's what that's that's what that's what that's the work that's happening inside of you, right? Yeah. Because I'm almost sure there's some stuff that this person or other people could or could not be into that I could be like, nope, but that ain't because I was a child. I'm gonna left. I'm gonna really like because Brian, you know, I'm I'm upset. You're, 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 okay. you're okay. I was a child of YPWW used to go home and ask my mama. Why we can't listen to rap music, but we watch these shows. Yep. And my mama really didn't have an answer. And when I would ask the yep. question why PWW, they didn't have an answer either. I'm like, you tell me not to go to the movies, but you just wait till they come on HBO and you watch it at home. Like, the content right. is the content. Right. Yeah, and, I, and, it I, is and, not, and here's the thing I'm not telling you to not to go against your convictions, but if you're telling me listening to, let's say something real simple D'Angelo Brown Sugar Hour is wrong, but you watching Soul Food the series and they have a sex and cheating on their spouses. Mm-hmm. Who's really yeah, wrong? So, here? exactly. <laughs> so my thing is either you do nothing, uh, you know what I'm saying. But, but but again, my 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 stance, and I'm a, this heel is not the Terry Cruz heel, but the Terry heel Cruz I always on stand on. Go ahead. It, my thing is the scripture about working out your own salvation with fear and trembling. It also talk, talks about the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is being a, it will guide and lead you, 
And the things that may be a, a weight, maybe, you know, for you, may not be a weight for you. Even for Paul me. said the thing that, even even the sins that are sins for you may not be a sin for you. Because Paul said that, you know, sin is you not obeying God. So, so God may tell me to do this. I disobey him. That may not be the thing that God told Josh to do, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not a sin to him, right? So, like, stop worrying about what other people are doing. Some things are should be black and white. We understand that. But most of the things are gray. Allow people if they if they are believers, allow them to to walk things out. You may be able to give advice. You may be able to give you some wisdom. But when yeah. you try to diminish and you try to downgrade and talk about people and say yes. this is this, yes. they're not this, yes. and this and that, yes. and this and that, yes. like it it does not it does not do you good. It doesn't edify the body. It doesn't do anything good, bro. Like the Holy Ghost is the teacher. Like he's the one that would guide you in all the truth and would show you. The way to go. Allow, rely on the Holy Ghost more than relying on somebody to tell you what to do, right? You know what I'm saying? If you say, hey, let the Holy Ghost convict you, let this, this, this then the Holy Ghost will tell you what's up, bro. Well, like, hey, it is what it is. The Holy Ghost talks to me, and I'm going I'm to say yep. this. This is, my, this is my last point for real, for real. Shall I remind you how Chance the Rapper opened up his concert? Came out with no problems, a song about drugs, and said, press pause. We finna pray. I mean, <laughs> and, pray, and pray such a convicting prayer that mm-hmm. I've added it to, like, before I preach. It is one of the things that I I use that same language. That uh-huh. man said, let the gift that you put inside of me be on display so great that people come to Christ as they recognize the gift you gave me. And that's, bro, that's Bible. That's Bible. Bro, that's Bible. <laughs> he was like, because if they can see that this came from you, then maybe somebody will find you because of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, that's letting your light shine. And, and 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 here it again. I'm not. You can. We can have the conversation about the duality of rapping about you don't want no problems and the drugs and you know yeah. Lil Wayne said I didn't took five perfect seconds all to call a buzz next going to the implication. We can talk about that. <laughs> we can have, we can have that conversation. What I'm not going to do is be little chance. What I'm also not going to do is not recognize the fact that somebody. Here's mm-hmm. the other thing. I told y'all that it was eighteen thousand people in that arena, Brian. And California is as probably as liberal as it gets. Yes. Less than fifty percent of folk in there were probably Christian, but everybody oh, respected sure. Chance as God. Every, yes. I'm, when I say that, when they got silent, so you can't. Yes. So it takes you back to Bible. At the name of Jesus, every knee gonna do what they respect it. So they do. That, so that's why I can't get with messages like that because it's mm-hmm. like it's one thing to say, "Hey, I'm not with that. I'm I'm not with sex music. I'm not with the this music and the that music, and that's cool." But it's another thing to be calling out people and want to snatch away. The, the gifts and they come without repentance. So mm-hmm. no matter of what you want to say, God still gave them that. They can still be legendary. Yes. They can be legendary yes. and out of relationship, but it doesn't yes. make them any less legendary. So let's stop. Mm-hmm. Let's lot. Oh, I'm done. This is this has been an episode of the <laughs> um, Thank y'all. Love you. Appreciate y'all for sticking appreciate around. Brian, it's on you. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna cut it quick. Support us, <laughs> y'all know where to go. Josh Brian, Josh, I am Josh Rogers. I am Brian Hare. JSL Podcast. Follow, subscribe, like, share, all the great things. Before we head out, Josh, let the people know what they Don't need to do. Love y'all. We love stay y'all. Stay blessed. Stay faithful. <laughs> Bye.